Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Welcome to the Wednesday Night Tailgate Christmas Edition. And boy, do we have an exciting show for you as craziness in week 15 in the NFL. And all of us have Christmas wish lists that we hope Santa will deliver for this weekend. As we're going to have NFL football games on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So much fun. But before we get to all of that, I cannot do this show by myself. I must bring on my tag team partners for this evening. He is by far the most angry Eagles fan you will ever meet in your entire life. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike fucking Ruick. Ah, Bob fucking humbug to you. Oh, of course, we got the Grinch <laughs> with us, don't we? Yeah, the Grinch is right. I mean, it's just, don't, don't even, don't even get me fucking started yet. Sorry. You know, no, you we know, will. And you know, and you know what I love also with this little intro that you do? You say you can't do the show alone. Well, technically, you can. You can. Jai does it. I'm not as good as Jai. <laughs> Speaking of, let's bring on our other tag team partner. He has the most grown-up voice you've ever heard on a 20-year-old in all of radio. He is Bengals fan extraordinaire. He is Jai Shields, ladies and gentlemen. What in the world is going on, ladies and gents? Although there's only us talking to each other, I really don't care. But anyway, a Merry Christmas to you, Sarge and Michael Ruick. How are we doing? Merry Christmas. Eh, same shit, different toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good, man. How you doing, Jai? I am doing all right. Hanging in there, you know, looking for jobs right now has been a complete pain in the ass in school, uh, which I just finished up the semester, just drowned the ever-loving energy out of me. So I'm very subdued and very uh, low-key over the last couple of days. I'm trying to mellow myself as we head into the uh, Christmas holiday. So, but I'm doing it. Nice. So good. Nice. You have a nice little time off from school. Um, I am off from work now until the 4th of January. I'm very happy about that. What, what about you, Roick? When nice. do you uh, get some time off? Never. I never get any time off. I, never. I, I, I could get called in. I could get called into work at any fucking point. It's happened to me. Sat down, Christmas dinner, get called into work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, are you a doctor? So, how do you get so, called Some in? might say. How do you get called in at a moment's notice? Some might say. What do you do? Well, if there's an emergency that happens, you know, a scaffold comes down or something gets blown over or a car hits, you know, one of the scaffolding bridge legs, you know, got to go to work. Wow. Mm-hmm. What? You work in construction, Mike, no. don't you? Yep. So what is, what, um, so what do you have, like, are you off? Like, as of right now, are you scheduled off for this weekend? No. For the weekend, yeah. But I think I have <clears throat> Saturday, Sunday, Monday because it's observed Christmas, and then that's it. 
and then yeah, and then Tuesday, go all the way to Friday, and then enjoy uh, New Year's, New Year's Day, and then back to work. Wow, you don't take any time off? No, I give it to Ruick. He's uh, he's got he's got to put food on the table and start building up uh, his kids' college fund. I give it to him. Yeah, she's gonna get a nice scholarship. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Before we get into the games and stuff, I want to jive. What is the Shields family? You know, what was the Christmas look like at the Shields household this year? Oh boy, what one <laughs> doesn't it look like anything? Um, had my typically my uncle and his family comes over the day after Christmas, which this year. It falls on a Monday, which isn't the best uh, because who loves Mondays even when it is during the uh, Christmas holiday unless it's December 25th itself. Um, They come over. I had spent the day watching over my uh, three little uh, cousins. So, uh, you know, and which we typically don't do, but it was a special treat to see them while their mother, uh, my aunt, worked uh, all day long. and Christmas Eve, Christmas, I, I'm making my business to make sure that my do anything. My my family doesn't listen to me a lot when it comes to holidays and and and, and what we do as a family and stuff like that. But the one thing I tell them that they that I've been fortunate enough that they listen to me about is that Christmas Day we do not leave this house. Don't ask me to go nowhere over nobody's house. Don't ask me to go. I'm not doing it. As soon as as soon as those presents are opened up, I I, I want to be at home the rest of the day. Don't ask me to do anything. Don't do nothing. And and even and even and that includes watching those asinine Christmas movies. If you have me watch something <laughs> on Christmas Eve or on Christmas, it better be either Home Alone's one and two, Charlie Brown, and that's it. I'm not I'm not whoa, watching those whoa, asinine whoa, whoa. Christmas movies from Hallmark. I'm not I'm not okay. I'm not doing those. It. I'm not doing it. What about okay. a Christmas? There, what about uh, a Christmas story? Yeah, that's the one. Me to tears. Are you oh, kidding? Come on. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. I, I'm not. I'm not. I am not a huge uh, proponent and fans of Christmas movies. It's a. I'm. I'm. I'm like the Hall of Fame. I have a very small room when it comes to Christmas movies. That I've oh no, very uh, small. Room. Our Christmas hey, story get this is guy fucking... off the show. Jesus. <laughs> what the um, hell? And Jim and Jim Car- and Jim Carrey's uh, Grinch does does not uh, make the does not make the cut either. Yeah, it doesn't. But I'm movie stunk. Christmas, come on, 24 hours straight, Jai, on TNT and TBS. Favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, Jai, do- did you know they no. made a they made a sequel to it, A Christmas Story Story? Right, stop, I will stop, not. Stop, stop, yeah. stop, stop, stop. That was shit, uh, Anthony. I bet, stop, stop. I, bet it, I bet it stinks. I bet it stinks. I haven't seen it. We haven't it, seen it. Trash. For my daughter. It's trash. All right. All right. I don't like it. I don't like Christmas movies. I can't. I, whether it's the Hallmark ones, I cannot freaking stand them. And because I'm a, because I, I, you know, whether it's the fact that I've just grown tired of everybody, whatever it is, I'm an equal opportunity Christmas hater. I can't stand white Christmas <laughs> movies, and I damn skippy can't stand black Christmas movies. They're all the same. They all stink. 
They all make me sick. The plot line, the character syndrome and behavior is all the damn same in both of them. It just it, it makes it makes me want to puke. I mean, sitting through one of those damn Christmas movies is like sitting through a root canal. I mean, it, I, I I get so fidgety sometimes. I turn into a crackhead because I, it's like I'm a crackhead because I I just I cannot sit still and sit through any of those asinine just piece of shit pieces of cinema. I can't I can't do it. Jai, I have I have a very important question for you, Jai. Are you Jewish? No, I'm not. He's in a car. I'm in the car. I'm going back. Yep. Yes. So I will also say real quick before we go. Eight Bit Christmas was very good, by the way. Um, that came out last year. It was good. Well, no, Christmas stories number way, number one. But Eight Bit was good too. What's right. what's on the agenda at the Rook household? Uh, well, our main Christmas is on Christmas Eve, so we have everybody come over to my mother's house and just veg out and watch, you know, TV, watch football, drink, eat, you know, laugh, and then Christmas Day is just opening our presents and sitting around waiting for dinner. It's really it. Okay. It's really it. All right. And this will be your first Christmas as a father. Do I have that? Yes. Yes. It changes it's not, a little bit. It's not like she's going to remember anything right now, so... That's that's a fair. I if you would ask me, do I remember my first Christmas on this planet twenty years ago? I'd have I have zero recollection. Nope. So, nope. so that's that's, that's what happened. Percent accurate. That's what happened with my wife. She's like, oh shit, we didn't get Finley any gifts. I'm like, she's never gonna remember. Yeah. So what's the fucking difference? Well, I'll go my start. You start getting her gifts. You start getting her gifts around the time that she, you know, starts going to school. That's when she'll start remembering. Yeah, three, three, four. Like when she could start talking and and like enjoy things. There you go. So, So what's up with you? I'll be going to. I'll be going to my friend Emilio's house. They Emilio. Yes. (laughs) You guys want to make out or what? So they're super Italian. So Christmas Eve is amazing. You know, I get the seven fishes. Food, oh no, we don't for do days. The gabagool. Yes, all sorts of, you know, just a lot, lot of food, and so that's great. We do that Christmas Eve. Then you know, Christmas Day, we're in the morning at the house. I'll have all the kids. So full house at the Zavala household, and then um, in the afternoon we'll be going over to my brother's house to. Oh, your kids are going to be there. Yeah, my my oldest is already here. My youngest, I pick her up on Friday. Nice. So yeah, so we'll have all all four kids. My oldest is thirteen. So oh wow. Yeah, and then my youngest is nine, and then you know Lily's twins are nine. So three nine year olds in the house, but it's actually good. Oh, I didn't know they were twins. Yeah, they're twins, man. I didn't know that. Yeah, both nine. So, and then we'll go to my brother's house. And that should, you know, that should be good. The first time, like all of us will be together, and I don't know how long. And you know, he's supposed to cook, be cooking a prime rib with some lasagna too. So should be good, and we'll watch some football. And then uh, I think my mother and my aunt and uncle are coming over the next day. So very, very busy schedule here with the Zavalas. You know, Christmas is going to be like three, three days. You know. So by the way, do we like the NFL schedule being on Christmas Eve, or do we like it Hell yeah. on uh, Sunday? Hell yeah. I like okay. I like that Christmas they have the full slate Christmas Eve and then the standalone games Christmas Day. I think that's I think Hell that's yeah. a better any, ex- any excuse to get me start day drinking early? Fuck yeah. <laughs> 
that's funny. What about you? How do you yeah, uh, I don't, like it, I don't, Chuck? I don't, I don't mind it. I, I It gives me something to look forward to. It's certainly one less day. You got to sit and wait in anticipation to watch a full day of football. It's so, it's so, I don't mind it. I love it, as a matter of fact. that One of my first like memories of that was like in 2011, 11 years ago, where Christmas fell on a Sunday then, and they had like all of the sun, all of the week 15, 16, whatever it was, slate of games on Christmas Eve that Saturday. And it was like weird what basically having an NFL Sunday one day prior, which was pretty cool. Yeah. But it so sucked I, because there was no, because uh, it was like no Sunday night game. It was like the fourth, the whatever the four fifteen, four thirty game was that day. As soon as it went off, that was it. I mean, it was like no football on. That yeah. Night. I, you know, usually we get you know NBA on all day Christmas, but I lo- I'd rather Fuck NFL. the NBA. Yeah, I'd rather it's NFL, fun. but I understand like because Christmas is always the twenty fifth. It's not like Thanksgiving that it's always on a Thursday. Like the day will always change. Like I wish we could have Christmas games every year, but I know they'll never be able to do that if Christmas is on like a Tuesday and a Wednesday, right. you know? especially so, this late in the season. Yeah, so you know it's nice that we'll get to watch football while uh, you know after you've already opened up presents and everything and hanging out, and so it'll be good. Um, but let's get to what what was and one of the craziest week fifteen. Well. Weeks I've ever seen in weeks the NFL of the football season. Yes, which was week fifteen, and we will start with the actual. Well, it wasn't the first, but the second game of the week, which was that Saturday afternoon game. Colts thirty six, Vikings thirty nine. When you turn on the game, absolute absolute bore fest. Colts up thirty three nothing, and they blow a thirty three point lead, the largest blown lead in the history. Of the NFL, I mean, regular season. Have, yes. Well, no, I think it's even no, uh, all time. Regular all time. I, I don't think that the Houston Oilers Bills was only like it was thirty-eight points, or yeah, something like that. It wasn't. It? Yes. Yeah. So, My I think the score was. I think that score was thirty-one to three before the the Bills came back. But I mean, have you ever seen an interim coach maybe get fired? I mean, just he's gonna get fired. He should after this. He's he's not. Well, he's not. If Ursay isn't on uh, the sauce and he's making a logical decision, it's Christmas time. He is. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he won't be back. Nor should he be back. He shouldn't be. But they're starting Nick Foles for the rest of the fucking year. Well, then that's exactly what they did. That's what they did. They announced today that they were going to start Nick Foles the last. Matt Ryan back to the bench, but. You're up 36 to 28, right? Vikings are have all the momentum in a football game. It's fourth and one on the Minnesota 36 with 219 left. Like, kick the fucking field goal. What are you doing? Doing a QB sneak with Matt Ryan. Yeah. I, you know, you don't make it. I understand if you make it, the game is over because Minnesota's out of timeouts. But if you don't make it like you did... Now the Vi- the Vikings only just need a touchdown, two point conversion. If you keep the, the field goal, though, go ahead. No, but in fairness, the officials though screw that up because they never officially ruled whether or not Matt Ryan got it. They just blew the play dead, spotted the ball wherever, and said that he didn't get it. So the process of the official in that sequence was very uh, horrendous as well. 
maybe. But he was stopped, and I felt like they like he had been stopped long enough that they dead. And then when he spun out of it, he fell forward over it. But it doesn't matter. You if you kick the field goal and make it, Jai, you go up eleven. Not only do the Vikings need a touchdown and a two-point conversion, they also need to then recover an onside kick and then get into field goal range. To me, you've just added so many more obstacles to them to just even tie the football game. I, I don't understand the thinking in this situation a- at all. No. Well, how many other fucking – this is the thing, too. Yeah, you have an interim head coach in Jeff Saturday who's never coached anything but high school football and a losing high school football coach at that. Now, second part, how many other head coaches are on that staff that could have been head coaches and just said to him, hey, you know, should have said to him, hey, Jeff, let's kick the field goal here. I think there's at least two former head coaches on that staff. Am I correct? Well, Gus Bradley, who stunk, and John Fox, who's had his moments, but I mean. Let's kick the field goal here, Jeff. Let's let's not let's not reinvent the wheel here. Let's take the points. Like un unfucking believable. The other thing, Cousins, another amazing day. Thirty four, fifty four, four sixteen. Four touchdowns. Just the only reason why he started game. doing good. The only reason why he started doing good is because everybody tuned out of that game. Uh, I'm telling you, he has an inter <laughs> he has an internal clock on in him of like of like what's the ratings right now? If it's over a three, we can't fucking do it. If it's under a one, I'll be fine. Because everybody okay. tuned out of that game at halftime. Everybody. Oh my God. And I mean everybody. You're yes. like well, only psychos like like me, you, and Jai would sit there and watch no, that game and not even. I took a uh, nap, Ruick, by I, the way. Ruick, I gotta Don't be see. full transparent with you. When the Colts went on top thirty three nothing, I was like, Okay, this game is over. Once halftime comes around, I'll shut I'll turn the game off, put my headphones in, listen to music. I go upstairs, I fold my clothes, dust off my ceiling fan, help my mother put together <laughs> this new couch she got. I was like, All right, the game's over. Thirty three and then it's funny. I turn the game off, and as I'm going about the kitchen, wash my hands, just running, you know, doing shit around the house, I say to myself, watch the Vikings fuck around and come back and <laughs> tie this game up. And I still left the game off. I said that I had a conversation with myself, said that to myself internally in my head, and then I was like, I'm still not turning on the game in the third quarter. So lo and behold, I take care of my little chores around the house. And because the Ravens and Browns game was right after that, and I wanted to watch the Ravens and Browns game because that game had implications that if the Ravens were to lose, which they ended up doing, it would have put the Bengals in a situation where if they beat the Bucks, which they ended up doing, which we'll get to later on, they'd be in first place by, I think, a game and a half, if I'm not mistaken. So so I, I, I look at my clock, and it's getting closer and closer to about 4, 4.30. It's about 3.45, 3.50. I said, let me turn the game on and see and see, uh, and see, see if the uh, Vikings did what, I, did what I assumed they were going to do and come back. I turned the game on, lo and behold, the, yeah, I, t- I turned the game on, the score was 33-28 or something like that. It was, uh, it was, it was like th- it was the, the Vikings were down a touchdown. I turned the game on, and it was right during that uh, the Colts drive where R- Matt Ryan didn't get the QB sneak, and uh, I turned it on thirty six twenty eight to be specific. Turned it on thirty six twenty eight, and I and I saw the Colts final drive where Matt Ryan didn't get the QB sneak. The Vikings get the ball back, and then of course Dalvin Cook takes a little screen pattern 
and takes it to the house. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, little bit of um, news here. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but uh, Rob Gronkowski just tweeted, I'm kind of bored. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah? I mean, wait, was he coming back to Tampa? Like, I don't know. Lane Johnson rep- replied to it. But where else? I mean, where else would he go? Tampa. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Other than Tampa, like, where would he? Where would he go if he know. were to actually? Come just back? I, hey, I, I don't kill the messenger here. I just report the news. Oh, I know. I, I don't know. make I'm, the news. I I'm just report it. Okay. Like spitball. Like calm. Ricky. Calm your. Calm yourself down. You're getting a little aggravated here. All right. That's all right. Don't <laughs> worry. We're gonna get you real aggravated. Uh huh. Um. Real, real quick, your boy Justin Jefferson, we're another phenomenal game. 12 for 123 to touchdown. Yeah, my guy. Uh, KJ Osborne had 10 for yeah, 157. Th- where the fuck touchdown. did he come from? He's been. <laughs> I he's started been him in daily three. fantasy that day. Uh-huh. Oh, smart, smart man. Smart guy. He won me 10 cents. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Big winner. There you go. Um, hey, a profit's a profit, man. I don't give a fuck. Um, That's a good point. Vikings, still the two seed as of. Right now, um, and they and they continue play, to well be. They're playing a lot of close games. Um, mm-hmm. Does this team? Are you worried about this team come playoff time that they're eventually the luck's going to run out and they'll close game and they'll end up losing? Yeah, because it'll be on actual prime time. Oh, here we go. I'm serious. I'm telling you right now. It's because Kirk Cousins knew that everybody in the country was watching that game and shut it off at halftime, and he's like, okay. I can finally breathe. It's like, you know, it was public speaking. When you start public speaking and, you know, you get so nervous, you've got to start small. You can't start big. He never could do anything big. He can never be in a big-time situation. Never, ever, ever. My my thought process is the opposite. I said to myself after that game was over, you know what? Maybe it is the Vikings year. They go all the way and win the season. No, no. You have to understand something, too. You have to understand something too. They don't play outdoors anymore. I'm they don't. Here. They don't. They don't. They play on that. Ter- they, the the NFC runs through Philadelphia. They have to win one game, and if they don't, then it's a collapse, and they they're they're done. They're done. There's but, no no reason for it. But okay. that my, that or they cross their fingers that Philadelphia gets knocked out. And what well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Remember what happened the last time the Eagles played them. What bad I'm weather sure. are you? If are they concerned about though? Uh, in Philadelphia or I've, anywhere? So I looked up. Philadelphia doesn't actually have that bad. It's not like Buffalo where they're getting bad weather all the time. It's very I'm not talking seldom. about now. I'm talking about mid-January. Even mid-January, they don't we'll get be bad late weather. Oh, what are you, the fucking world almanac? Yeah, what I, are you, the farmer's almanac? I live close enough that I was worried about how much yeah. snow am I going to get. So I looked it up, and they actually don't get as much as you would might think. All right, put do. the farmer's fucking almanac down. Give me a break. <laughs> So we're saying, like, we're uh, nowhere else are they playing oh. in the in the Welcome NFC? Do they have to worry My about playing outside? Zabala, and I am the weatherman today for you. We're gonna have a very well, large you know, amount of snow here in Philadelphia in January. It's gonna be a bitter thirty-five <laughs> degrees here because I know the weather on December whatever day is for January thirtieth of twenty twenty-seven. Thank you, Crapper. That's Dr. Crapper, everybody, who uh, was convinced about Tua's multiple concussions and everything. Dr. Crapper. Thank you. So, but anyway. (laughs) Anyway. 
I... Mm-hmm. It's an indication. I mean, it's a fucking... Well, how many wins do the Colts have? Four? Yes. Four yes. win... It's a four-win team. Yeah. If you think that that's going to happen to any other team in the NFC, I mean, and, and, and I mean any, I mean, even the Giants, I mean, you know how I fucking feel about the Giants. There's no way. If they get to that lead, no fucking way that they can yeah. come back. Now, they play them this week. We'll see what it actually looks like. But my point is that they're up 33 nothing going into half. There's no fucking way. Yeah. I just thought it's. It's not even that thir- the thirty-three nothing thing. It's there. There are many games where they're playing from behind and coming back and winning and playing in these close games. Which I mean, I get it. It's great for like experience where your Eagles don't play in as many close games, Roy. But at the same they time, have been recently. I yes, but at the same time, I, I feel like you're you're pl- you're dancing with the devil almost. Like you know, playing in these many close games. You're gonna eventually bite the bullet. You're not gonna be able to win every single one of them. So Kirk Cousins is gonna turn back into a pumpkin come fucking playoff time. Just oh, you watch. Here we go. We'll see. We we'll shall. See. He's played. See. He's played very good this season. He's been clutch, and he's been uh, and he showed some grit and some guts this year. So mm-hmm. we'll yeah. see. It depends on who they play. Yeah. Yep. You know who else is clutch and great? Yeah. Clayton Kershaw, and he shrinks in the fucking playoffs. So. But eventually he showed up. One, even a broken clock is right twice a day. He's guy. got a title, right? He's got a World Series ring, doesn't he? <laughs> not, not by his hand. I'm just saying he's got one. Whether you, you, you know, it's a whole, a takes a, it takes a whole season. It's not just one playoff. So he right. contributed. All right, um, I got you. Next up, uh, the Saturday night game, which very excellent football game. That was um, a good game. AFC East clash: Dolphins traveling up to Buffalo. Dolphins 29, Bills 32. Tua was 17 to 30 for 234 with two touchdowns. Um, 17 to 30. Hey, that's no, I'm, just, I'm just saying, reporting, I'm reporting the numbers, all right? Uh, Mostert, 17 rushes for 136 yards. Waddle, three for 114 and a touchdown. And then Josh Allen, I mean, what does this guy not do? 25 of 40, 304 with four touchdowns. He rushed another 10 times for 77 yards. And then uh, Dawson Knox. Six for ninety-eight and a touchdown. Jai, did, yes, sir. I want to know: Did this win solidify to you that the Buffalo Bills are the team to beat in in the AFC? The team to beat in the AFC as of right now is a is a flip of the coin between the Buffalo Bills and my Cincinnati Bengals. But if you're a Buffalo Bills fan and want to make yourself feel good and you can sleep well at night uh, underneath the uh, snuggled underneath the Christmas lights with your uh, stockings dancing in the night of that asinine poem goes, uh, I guess you could say the Buffalo Bills are the team to beat in the AFC because they avoided a series sweep of my Did we lose Jai? Oh, there he is. I activated my stupid Siri. Uh, so, yeah, they, <laughs> which it just pisses me off sometimes. They avoided a series sweep of Miami. They avoided a series sweep against the Jets. They're 11 and 3. They've only lost one home game. Uh, this they only they've only lost one home game this season. That was that miracle. That was that crazy game against the Vikings. 
so I look at it as Welcome, Buffalo is Buffalo's the standard right now. Buffalo definitely is the standard. Josh Allen with his midseason turnover problems, at least for the moment, are a thing of the past. He's taking care of the football through over 300 yards, four touchdown passes. He's still running the ball tremendously while putting his body on the line, which I give him tremendous credit for because outside of him, the Buffalo Bills do not have a running game. And what kind of gets and what would concern if you were a Bills fan is that the ball is in Allen's hands all the time. He threw the ball 40 times on Saturday night and ran the ball 10. That's 50 times out of how many plays do they run? I'll look it up here. Out of the – Probably like 65. Yeah. The ball's ball's in his hands. Let's see. Total plays. They ran 71 plays. 50 of them, the ball was in Josh Allen's hands. So that would concern me if I was a Bills fan, but – by by far, not by far, but Buffalo. In case you didn't, and in case you didn't know, you better ask somebody. They're still the uh, cream of the crop of the AFC. And as for the Miami Dolphins, they played well in the cold, but once the snow no, came, they didn't. Yeah, exactly. They didn't play well in the cold because as soon as as soon as that snow came, fucking Tua turned into a turtle. He fucking was so deep in that jacket, you wouldn't even fucking know that he was there. He was, but the defense never got him the ball back. I, you can't blame Tua. Buffalo though, Buffalo though couldn't oh. stop the run. They finally, yes. Miami finally got back to running the football for a change. Raheem Mostert has practically ran the football as best as I've seen him as a Miami Dolphin. I mean, I haven't seen him run for a buck thirty six on seventeen carries since he was in a forty nine er uniform. So, mm-hmm. you know, well, can I think Buffalo stop me, the run too? Is also yes. a thing that I would be concerned about. It, I blame McDaniel a little bit. Oh, they they fucking miss Von Miller like you wouldn't even believe. But can't before you go, Rook, don't you blame McDaniel a little bit, Jai, that you didn't run the football more with Mostert when he's running for eight yards a clip? I don't know how much more he could have run. Keep feeding him. I mean Go ahead, Jai. I mean, yeah. I mean, the 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 method to beating teams with Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, Brady is to, at least back in the day, is to control the clock, win time of possession, and run the football down a defense's throat. And the Miami was doing a good job of that until they got a little, until they got to a fail themselves a little bit. It's like, okay, Tua isn't actually, you know, incompetent. You know, in minus thirty degree weather, let's have him drop back like he's Dan Marino and throw the ball a couple of times. And after a while, throw in the snow and the fact they had to come back from a uh, fourth quarter deficit, and they allowed the game to get away from him. And then Buff, and then Josh Allen does what he does. He either steps up in the pocket or escapes out of the pocket, tucks it, and runs, or he'll chuck it down the field. You know, forty yards, and there's Stephon Diggs, and there's Dawson Knox, and. And it's you know, and it's good. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Buffaloes win. They're eleven and three, so they should have ran the ball. Um, they should have ran the ball more. Absolutely, I think if they run the ball more. I don't think Buffalo has the opportunity to get the ball in the final closing, in the final uh, second half of the fourth quarter, and essentially just milk the clock down all the way mm. for uh, Tyler Bass kick a game winner field goal. Best defense is to not give them the ball back. Yep. Yeah. You got to play keep away from them. You got to play keep away, and you got to run the ball down the damn throat. Simple. Yep. Look, they, like I said. But nobody circled I'll, the I'll wagon like the Buffalo right. Bills. Right? The Bills, the Dolphins only ran 57 plays. 25 rushing attempts for 188 total yards. You're running at 
seven and a half yards a clip. Like, yeah. what? Keep running the football. Like you said, the best way to not let Josh Allen beat you is to not let him have the fucking football. And how do you yeah. do that? You, you run the ball. And I but think that, those numbers could be skewed too. You know, he could he could bust off a twenty yard run and then and then you know two two yards a clip ain't going to do it. So third down, you got to pass the ball. No, Mostert was running like he was. I know he was all night. Man. I know he was. I know he had to be. So he had a sixty-seven yard long run. That's what I mean. So that run. he still had sixteen rushes for seventy yards. So he was still that's true gashing them. It wasn't like he. It was like then he had sixteen for twenty. He had sixteen for seventy. So he was running very well. Um, I think, Rook. I think we could say right. We've said this a couple times now. The Bills. Have a problem stopping the run, do they not? Uh, they they have, and especially when fucking Von Miller went down. I mean, Matt Milano's a great, great, great middle linebacker. It's just... They have it, small linebackers. But that's what I mean. It's just like... But they don't they don't stack the box. They're so worried about the deep threat, because you have to with those, with the, the Miami Dolphins, with those two. But mm-hmm. if you do remember... On the broadcast, if you actually listen to it, there was one point brought up. Anybody remember what it was? I don't know. What was it? The uh, best, best way to beat the Miami Dolphins is to be up in front, bump coverage them, hit them off the line, and disrupt their timing yeah, routes. Because that, yeah. all they Mark do is, tar, is timing routes. Who said that and on this podcast? Mark, you said that on this podcast. Mm. And to basically keep the, keep the receivers inside the numbers. I, I, now I remember. You mm. my memory. But yes, Mark Sanchez said it on the broadcast, and you, Michael Ruick, uh, the football extraordinaire that you mm-hmm. said it on this very program. <laughs> the exact way to beat Tua, and that's what they did. That's what they were doing all night. They were getting up in their in their grill. They'll just, Xavier, uh, what's it, Tredavious White, and all those guys, bump, bump, and run. Bump and run. Hit them off the line. Disrupt their timing routes because if you watch Tua, it's a simple three to five step drop and fire the ball out. They're going to be there. You okay. hit them off the line, they ain't going to be there. Mm-hmm. So I just want, I, I just like when I get a little pat on the back here. There you go. We'll give you a little pat on the back. Really. <laughs> um, yeah. I think the, bill, the Bills are beat to play with a lead. That's what the defense is built for. Oh, yeah. Play, play with a lead and to play against teams like the Chiefs and the Bengals who even with leads still want to throw the football. So they're yeah. built for more coverage than they are running. And, you know, I think we'll, we'll see that, you know, it might be something in the playoffs that we see is that teams will maybe run against them a little bit and they might have a problem stopping the run, but yep. you know, uh, for now, Bill's head, you know, right there at the top of the list for the AFC, um, yeah. which they have been all year. Yep. Now let's get to Sunday. And oh boy, I want to go Sunday was, was yes. bananas. wild Sunday. Oh boy, um, let's start with this. Um, Eagles 25. Oh boy, Bears 20. Um, oh Jay, Jalen Hurts 22 of 37 for 315. He threw two oh interceptions, boy. but then he ran 17 times. He ran 17. Mm-hmm. For 61 yards and three touchdowns, uh, A.J. Brown, monster performance, nine for 181. Devonta Smith, five for 126. And your boy, Justin Fields, uh, Ruick. Mm-hmm. The true 14, MVP. 1421 for 152, two touchdowns. Then he rushed another 15 times for 95 yards. He was sacked 
six times, though. Um, Jalen Hurts, by the way, third player in NFL history with 300 passing yards and three rushing touchdowns in a game. You make him Wow. All right. Thank you for that. Um, As of this, you know, we're recording this. As of this recording, Hurts has a sprained throwing shoulder. Ruick, mm-hmm. and as, um, as of right now, not sure if he is playing this Saturday. Surprise, um, surprise. Surprise, surprise. You made a very excited call into Morning Men on Monday. <laughs> if I can please get my give, hands on that, I got to hear that. I didn't get a chance to hear it a lot. Please give us what your thoughts from the Eagles this past week. So... Um, we'll try to do this verbatim. Why in the fuck is Jalen Hurts running the ball 17 times? Miles Sanders running the ball 11 times. Gainwell running the ball three times. That's still not more than your starting quarterback. You knew this coming into this, that you can't fucking get this guy hurt. All you had to do was win the fucking game. And what'd you do? You ran him. You ran him. Shane Steisten, whatever the fuck your name is, you're a piece of shit. You're a liability. You are an absolute liability. How dare you run Jalen Hurts like he's a fucking starting running back? The only time that Jalen Hurts should have been running this fucking ball is this. When he made a check down, a check down, and he ran it right up the middle. You do not need to be running design plays. You do not need to be running RPOs. You don't need to be doing any of that because you know why? As soon as he goes out of the pocket, third quarter, fucking Bears, defensive lineman, puts all his weight on the fucking shoulder. And guess what? Sprained shoulder. We have the Dallas Cowboys this week. I would like to beat the Dallas Cowboys. I would love to beat the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. I would love to shut them the fuck up, knock them down a peg. But now that's in fucking question because let's see. Um, hmm. Jalen Hurts is probably not going to be starting until the playoffs. So, which is a good three weeks from now. About four weeks. Four weeks. Yeah, with the bye. Yeah. Four weeks. Gardner Minshew can hang, can can hold his own, but the point is, is that it's Jalen Hurts' throwing shoulder. You really wanted to injure that going into the playoffs, you fucking idiots! <laughs> you idiots! Even with the sprained shoulder, he was throwing dimes to Devontae Smith and fucking AJ Brown. But that's not the point. You fucking idiots! Why are we running Jalen Hurts? 17 times on purpose, might I add, on purpose. There's no reason for this. There is no explanation for this. It's the Chicago Bears. Run Miles Sanders. And Miles Sanders says, um, says, I don't give a shit about fucking fantasy. I don't give a shit about anybody but a team win, which is the right thing to say. But take it up with your head coach. Because it's not just the fantasy fucking owners that are like, what the fuck, you put up 1.6 points in, in a fucking playoff week. It's more the fact that you didn't get the ball at all. 
you fucking Nick Sirianni need to take a deep look in the mirror because you're getting injuries left and right. We don't have a starting fucking safety right now because Reed Blankenship went down now too. You really want to get the rest of the team hurt? You really want to play this fucking game? The end goal is not just to win the fucking NFC, win the number one seed overall. The goal is to win a Super Bowl. And you need to do that with a healthy team. But you keep putting yourself in fucking problems in situations where you don't need to be in. Give me a fucking break. Smarten up. Because it's going to be a one and done for the Philadelphia Eagles if you continue this shit. End of rant. Wow. <laughs> um, I had to say that very nice and low and calmly because I, my daughter is sleeping upstairs. I see. And I'm that. saying this with a fucking, with a very, very, very big smirk on my face. Yes. Jai, he was way more excited. And uh, I, I can imagine. I will send you the clip. Yes. Thank you. I so, Jai, because you live in Baltimore, I'm sure this is something that I think Ravens fans talk about too is that. Hertz and Lamar are so dynamic outside of the pocket that you want to mm-hmm. capitalize on that. But at the same time, you don't want them doing it so much because you're now, you know, uh, exposing them to, you know, higher injury risk with how many extra hits they are now taking with running the football. Newsflash, um, Jalen Hurts isn't that fast. He's not, but he's still he's still dynamic. Outside of the pocket, it, it it's an added dimension to the offense. I almost want to say, and Russell Wilson guy, I think got very good at this later on in his career before he sucked with the Broncos, and that he only would run <laughs> in certain situations to the end of the game when it was needed for wins. Like he's not running in the first and second quarter, but in the fourth quarter in playoff and in playoff games, he is running because now, you know. You know, the win is on the line. Is this something that you hear Ravens fans talking about constantly down there in Baltimore, too, as well, Jai? Um, well, war effect with, with Lamar Jack And the thing with Lamar Jackson that's ironic with him is that the two injuries that he sustained in back-to-back seasons, the ankle last year against Cleveland and now this PCL injury he injured a few weeks back against Denver. He and his butthole when he pooped his pants. Oh, yeah, that too. He sustained <laughs> those injuries, and he was inside the pocket throwing the football. So with Lamar Jackson's a little bit apples to oranges in this instance, because ironically enough, the two times he's gotten injured has been when he's been when he's been in the in the pocket throwing the ball. But you know, it's always that element of his of of their game that you hold your breath if you're a fan of those two teams. That holy, I you know, every single time they take off running, you hold your breath. It's like, Lord, please don't let them get hit the wrong way, or hit by the wrong player, or land awkwardly, get tackled wrong. I mean, Joe Burrow's a pocket passer, a pocket quarterback, but more often than not this season, and I have in his two previous seasons as a young quarterback in the NFL, he's ran and bailed from the pocket to keep drives alive, to keep plays moving, to avoid a sack, to avoid lost plays. He's done that more this season than I have seen him as a, a, in his young NFL career. And when he does it, 
I hold I hold my breath and I just like Joe, if if there's anybody within a five foot radius of you, give yourself up and just go down because because you don't want him thinking that thinking that he's basically I'll use a Bengal because I bring up Joe Burrow. Don't want him to basically think he's Joe Mixon and take a hit and all of a sudden he's got a broken collarbone or dislocated thumb or anything crazy like that. Yeah. I guess it's the difference with Hertz and Lamar. They don't slide. They're always taking contact. They they don't know. It's like, they don't know how to give themselves. And we love, I love that they're competitors and want to win. But like you said, the the end goal for your team, Ruick is the Super Bowl. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not beating the Chicago bears. And and it's not MVP either. I don't give a shit. Like all these fucking people like all this really diminishes his MVP. Fucking don't give a fuck about an MVP. Take your MVP and wipe your fucking ass with it. I'm not here for an MVP. I'm not here for fucking in-season records or fucking accolades. You know what we're here for? A Super Bowl. We're not here to fucking be like, oh, yeah, we're the best. We were the best team in football. We had the MVP, and we lost in the first round. Well, what is that? What, what good is that? Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't give a fuck that Miles Sanders has his first fucking 1,000-yard receiving uh, running year, or or Devontae Smith first first year of receiving a thousand yards, or James is playing at an unbelievable level and deserves to be the MVP. I don't give a fuck. Good for you, woohoo, yay, let's go, woohoo, yee, woohoo. Gives a fuck. I'm here for a Super Bowl. I'm here so that when fucking when January fourteenth that weekend comes around, I'm not fucking sitting there and and out. Because we 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 were worried about individual stats and we got fucking beat by by any one of the wild card teams or Tampa Bay. Yep. You know what I mean? I, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if we play, you know, the, either the, either the Giants or the fucking the or the Lions because that's happening. That is happening. Just so yep. you know, that is happening. Ah, yeah, the Lions. Yeah, we'll we'll talk. We'll get to the Lions. I think they're they're next on the slate here. I know, but I'm we'll saying that Lions. that's going to happen. So I don't give a shit if that if who we play. I, I don't give a shit about the first round by. I don't really want the first round by either. I don't really care about the first round by. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's helpful, yes, because then you only have to win two games instead of three to get to the Super Bowl. But I don't give a fuck. I really don't. Like, I know it says the last time. Last time, oh yeah. So it's all this, and we look like dog shit in the first half against against Atlanta, and then we blew out the fucking Minnesota Vikings in the in the NFC Championship. I don't give a shit. That was the past. Nick Foles ain't walking through that fucking door. You know, Zach Ertz ain't fucking walking through that door. You got Minshew magic, baby. Uh, well, the the, the jockstrap man, he can do it. He can do it. He can sustain for two two games. And I'm telling you right now, if the fucking Philadelphia Eagles beat the Dallas Cowboys this week. Jalen Hurts better come in for garbage time. And I mean just like first first quarter, that's it. And maybe the fourth quarter against the Saints or the Giants. That's it. I don't need him to be playing in these games. You know why? Because we already have everything that we need. We have the first round locked up. And keep just keep him fresh. Keep keep that shoulder good and just Keep the reps coming. You don't need to play the whole entire game. You don't. Yeah. You don't. I don't. Well, and, I don't and I'm not even saying. I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I would sit my starters, the, the the against the Saints, because they're just playing to play. And you definitely sit them against the fucking Giants. 
Well, especially for you, once once you have the number one seed locked up, what what else do you need? You're not, nothing. You're nothing. You need Unless, nothing. To me, I say almost treat it like a preseason game. You know, just like you said. And I understand uh, the aspect of you can't fucking you know that's not sustainable, but you know. Injury risk well, yeah, you reward. Want, you want guys to get. You want your guys that are injured to get healthy. But then they get rusty. Well, that's why I say you treat it like a preseason game where they play a quarter or two. You know, to yeah. stay sharp, and then you take them out and let the other guys. Because you, you said you're playing a full game when the result doesn't matter. I'd do it in reverse. I'd too. fucking I'd play them in the second half instead of uh, the first half. You could do it, whichever however you want to do it, but treat it like I said, treat it as a preseason game in that. Your starters only play yeah. a, and a, you know, and a bare bones fucking play. 15, 15 oh. snaps, you know, and then that's that's all they play is 15 snaps to just be, to, you know, like, so you, you don't get, ru- like you said, don't get rusty and then move forward. I, you know, we'll see. I think Minch, like you said, Minch is good enough that I think you could still even beat the Cowboys if Jalen Hurts does not suit up this Saturday. Oh, yeah, we, he absolutely can. He's done it. I mean, he's sustained. He came in for Jalen last year. Yeah, he knows the offense. It's a different play calling, but but we have AJ Brown now. Yeah, that's that's fucking huge. Yeah, I also think your the way your roster is constructed, the defense is better from last year, and the offense is better as well. So I think oh yeah, the whole team at the team as a whole is better. That Minshew can come in and, and the beat the Dallas Cowboys. So yep. Um, literally, your Detroit Lions, <laughs> Roick. Um. Me and Jai think you're going to end up having to eat shit on this one. Um, as the Lions defeated my Jets twenty to seventeen and improved to seven and seven. You three weeks ago when they were four and seven, you said they were going to make the playoffs. Well, they are on the precipice of doing that. As uh, mm-hmm. golf twenty three of thirty eight, two fifty two, and a touchdown. Oh, you um, were at that game, weren't you? Yes, I went to the. I was at the Jet hmm. game last minute. Buddy of mine hits me up extra ticket you want to go i'm like sure you know tailgating having a great time i actually even meet uh the great phallic christy chauffeur during halftime oh she was there game. yeah she was there with her awesome. with her father yeah was thought we got to i saw her at halftime said hello you know and um you know i said this last week too ruick in that mm-hmm. i'm tired of the moral victories and there's always, there's a couple plays during the game where the Jets aren't making championship plays that teams that wanna that are gonna be contenders and win do. And I got a couple mm-hmm. of them for you right here. Go All ahead. Right. The punt return, another punt return for a touchdown. That, that is <laughs> unexplicable. Like <laughs> you can't do that. Not two, two. That's twice now. There's been three punt returns for touchdowns. The Jets have given up two. Inexplicable. <laughs> you cannot. Cannot do that. Um, so, right, there's seven points right there. The Zach Wilson interception was horrendous. L- like, I'm watching, <laughs> I'm like, this safety is just chilling there, and he throws it, like, and not even close. That led to another three points. So there's there's 10 points. He gave 10 points for the Lions. You know, the Lions only scored 20 points. That's 10 that really the defense didn't give up because, like I said, when he intercepted it and he returned it, they're already in field goal range. So mm-hmm. ten points. They held him to a field goal, right? Then mm-hmm. we have the now where I'm gonna kill the defense is the fourth and one. How you let this I think it was Brock Wright, this tight end, end up 
so wide open on the opposite side of the field <laughs> that he's able to then rumble. Listen, the guy's not fast. He rumbled, Ruick. Rumbled. Yep. 51 yards for a touchdown to take the lead is inexcusable. This defense yep. is too good for something like that to happen, Ruick. Go ahead. Yep. I just so, yeah. Go I'm ahead. Just and, saying, I yeah. More, and I had yeah, one more ahead. thing. One more thing. Get it all out. And it's good therapy for you. Where we get the ball back with a little under two minutes to go. Mm -hmm. You just got to kick a field goal, right? Yeah. We start driving. It's a little shaky, you know, but we get a, we complete on a fourth down. Then Zach Wilson competes, completes a pass around midfield to Garrett Wilson with 40 seconds left. Mind you, the Jets have all three timeouts. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be the first time I'm really going to go after Salah. You have. Three timeouts, 40 seconds left, and you decide, oh, let's run another play. Let's let's try and rush everybody to the line of scrimmage and run a play. And we throw deep down the sideline for Barrios, and now we got 25 seconds left in the game. Like, Ruick, let me, let me ask you something, Ruick. Do, do, do you get extra points if, if you don't use all your timeouts at the end of the game? Do they give you extra points for that? I believe that they give you the the, uh, the leftover ones for the first half of next game, right? Do they? I, I, that's new to me. Do they do that? I, I don't know. I, apparently, that's what Salah was thinking. Like, you, you don't get to take them home and use them next week. They don't give you extra fucking points. Oh, they don't? No, they don't. Oh, shit. Like, you have three timeouts left, 40 seconds left. Let's call a timeout, get situated, and then run a, run a play. Run up, run it, run it, get a good play in, get a good play call in, and run a play instead of rushing to the fucking scrimmage. And then Zach, let me just throw a bomb, right? Color me uh, shocked. In like terror, oh terrible clock management. Oh my god! And here's the other thing I want to say: people, people keep talking about like, oh, if Mike White played this game, we would have won. I don't want to hear that shit. Okay, was Zach Wilson good? Not really. Was he bad? Ah, he was okay. But don't tell me if Mike White plays, all of a sudden we win. Because let me tell you, I'm, I'm at the game. Oh, really? I, I, thought, I thought he was the next coming of Jesus. I've never said that. I said I like oh. Mike White. I thought he should be playing, but he's got the injured rib, so he's not playing. But that offensive line could not block anybody. Zach Wilson is drops, gets to the top of his drop, and he's under duress left and right. So you mean to tell me that all of a sudden the offensive line would have blocked better for Mike White and he would have had more time to make passes. Give me a fucking break. Because let me tell you, Mike White would have been sacked even more than Zach Wilson was because he has less athleticism than Zach Wilson does. So that that would not have happened, okay? I don't want to hear that shit anymore, all right? And let's see, Crapper said something about keep playing Zach Wilson. Only thing you will win is a higher draft pick. Well, you know, we shall see Wait what a happens. Second. Wait a second. So you actually believe that if Mike White played, that he would have been sacked more? Yes. I'm going to tell you this. The New York Jets team does not like Zach Wilson. Oh, here we go. His offensive line does not like him. His defense doesn't like him. So Nobody in the locker room likes that kid. Okay. They're playing for Mike White. So you they're, mean to – okay. dying on the field for Mike White. Nobody gives a shit about Zach Wilson. Let me get this right. The all great son, the all great crapper here is going to tell us, Roy, that the players, because they like Mike White more, are going to block better for him and 
purposely let Zach Wilson get beat up so that we can lose the game and not make it to the playoffs. That's what you're telling me. I think that's what he's saying. No, but you're telling me that a team that buys into a player, buys into a leader, is it going to play harder for them? Give me a break. Happens all the time. Believe me, they were blocking fine in the first half. Wilson was good. Then all of a sudden, the second half, they're – the the lines change the scheme up a little bit and they're in his face every time. You yeah, mean to I'll, tell me I'll, I'll, all I'll, of a sudden they they would have blocked better? Let, let me let me change my let me let me change this here. Hi, this is uh Warrior Boss with uh serious sports really talk here. I'm Warrior serious, Boss serious serious sports talk here. Tua 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 Tua. I love Tua. I love Tua. Uh, <laughs> that, that that being you got said, Tribal Chief Tribal Chief Tribal Chief. That that being said, uh no the, you know it was just it was a rough game. The one-two defense didn't work, um, and then you know they just you know Zach Wilson could not just get the ball out, you know, in a five-step drop, within the three point four seconds that he should have released the ball by. So uh, because I know I know what I'm watching on TV, so I, I know these things. That, that Warrior Boss is leaving. Thank you. Okay, Crapper, <laughs> terrible Warrior Boss impersonation by the way. But I you forgot you forgot to mention chicken cutlets and uh, and uh, cookies. And Black cannolis. cannolis. Oh, I, I love cannolis. I love, I love all desserts. You know, ice, especially yeah. ice cream. I mean, ice cream Sunday. I'm in love. I'm, I'm sorry. As as much I know, they like Mike White better than Zach Wilson. I'm not gonna like. I'm a sugarcoat that. I'm not gonna deny it. Do they maybe would they play slightly harder for him? Yes, but I don't think they're gonna like be like, oh, we're just not gonna block. Let Zach Wilson get beat up so that we lose the game and. Get you know, not get playoff, get into the playoffs. Well, well, why don't you admit the real answer here? Right, you're still going around the bush of the real answer. What's the real answer? Which is team there is the better football team in that game? The New York Jets are the best. The no. New York Jets have a better no, no, roster no, no, no. than the Detroit the Lions. Team, and yes, I know will agree with me. Is the Detroit Lions in that game? No, the New York Jets are a better football team. Oh, god, if we no, had. No. I'm telling you, if we had Jared Goff at quarterback, we win that football game. Oh, but you we don't. Have, if we have Trevor Lawrence, we win that you football don't. game. But you yes, don't. I know we don't. A better football team. I'm saying, okay, other than the quarterback position, we are better than the Detroit Lions. There's nobody like Wait, nobody is running wild in our secondary, just wide open, thirty yards down the field to be thrown the ball to, like. That would happen. Garrett Wilson's running wild. Braxton Berrios running wild. Even fucking CJ Uzama is running wild in the secondary. That's not happening in New York with the Jets. Okay. Yeah, but you're not winning games. They're not. And I told you it's because there comes a point, and this happens every football game. That's a close game. There is three to five plays in a game where if you either make them or you don't, whether that that's going to be the difference between winning and losing. And right now. Like I said, the last week with the Bills, it was the turnovers and that fourth and one play cost in the game. This week, it's the fucking, like I said, it's the punt return. It's the damn Zach interception. It's that fourth and one defense that was terrible and not calling a fucking timeout. Because believe me, even with how badly everyone says we should have played, right? If he calls that timeout and now we get into a better field goal range, we're kicking a field goal with time and we're going to overtime. All right? So... Instead, Zerline's trying to kick a 58-yarder at the Meadowlands, which is everyone knows is fucking insane with the wins there. So, Are the Jets going to make the playoffs? Uh, so Lions must be better coached, is what Turdy's saying. At first, they, they were coached better on this Sunday. They were dirty. I said Salah was outcoached by far. Are the, are the Jets going to make the playoffs? 
we fortunately we are still in the playoffs. Um, For now. With, the, with the way they are playing, I don't see them making the oh, playoffs. Oh, but this was a foregone conclusion two or three weeks ago that the Jets were making. Well, I. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now. Oh, no. no well, on the show, yes, that's true. You, yeah, you did. Okay, you did. The Jets were also seven and three and have lost four in a row. You know, now it's four, Sarge, four close games. Realize, but, Sarge, you realize you have two co-hosts now that both picked the Lions to go to the playoffs, and I have picked at the beginning of the season, though. But all this being said, if Mike White was starting this week, I could have seen the Jets make the playoffs. Yes, against now, but against the Jaguars. Yeah, like I said, with how bad things have been the last four weeks with the with the losses, st- if we win out, we're still in, right? So we still hold control our own destiny. Yeah, we still have to win out. We still even going and in- and if you lose to the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars, they're right on your fucking tail, and they're one of the hottest teams right now well, outside not, of the Lions. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are winning their division. I don't even. I'm not worried about them winning a wild card spot. The Titans. Because we'll get to that. Uh, Tannehill yes. looks like he's done for the year. And I have zero faith in the Titans winning more than one football game. So I am not. I don't even think they make the playoffs. And I think the Jaguars end up winning the division. I'm not worried about the Jaguars beating us. It's can we catch the Dolphins? And I don't think that you're going to. I don't think so either. Like I said, we got to win three games. Do I think – are they three winnable games? Yes, but things need to be fixed. They need to be making those winning plays that – like I said, hold the balance of the football game, which they haven't made the last couple weeks. No. Can they turn it around? Right now, I don't think they can, but I'm still going to be hoping that they do. The fa- fair answer? I mean, I, not really. I, I, I'm telling you right now, you know that the makeup of this team is just going to fucking crumble because they get. They, I understand that fucking Zach Wilson shot himself in the foot and basically talked his way out of fucking New York. That's 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 a foregone conclusion that he's done. And if it's in the best interest of the Jets, you tank this fucking season, try to get a better draft pick right now to get a quarterback that's coming in because Mike White is not the fucking long-term answer. No. Joe Flacco is not the long-term answer. And you're not going to get anything but a bag of footballs and a washing machine from fucking Zach Wilson. Yeah, I, I, don't, I still stand by my assessment that Zach Wilson – they should not give up on him. And he's I said, too, but he, I said young. this from the fucking beginning of the fight. When they drafted him, that was the absolute wrong move. Justin Fields was the fucking play. Well, you know, I, the wrong move was hiring Adam Gase, who set all this in motion, Bruick, by blowing. We were we had the number one pick in the bag, and he decides he wants to win a meaningless game in fucking oh, that's December. True. To give us the number two pick instead of number one, and we we should that's be having, true. the Jets should have Trevor Lawrence. That's true. And look look what's going on with Trevor Lawrence, which I wanted to talk about which in the next game. But and Trevor Lawrence last year, people said he wasn't good, and he wasn't I good never to said start this. There was a bunch of people that said he wasn't good. I never said that. Okay. Maybe not you, wrote, but a bunch of people were saying Trevor Lawrence. Oh, maybe he's not what we think he is. And then the start of this year, same thing. How how good has Trevor Lawrence looked the last four weeks of the season? Oh, I wonder why. Tre- Dougie P. Trevor. Yeah, Dougie P. Go ahead, Jai. Uh, quick break. We're back. No, okay. we're back. Okay. 
Um, here's my assessment on where the Jets, uh, first off the game. You waited a whole 45 minutes to bring up the Jets, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why Dan Campbell ate and kicked the field goal on the Lions' first red zone possession, fourth and goal, nothing, nothing. You're down there, Dan. Just take the damn points, wait, please. Okay, and if you're going to go for it on fourth and goal, why are you running the football up the middle on three consecutive downs? That's the first thing. Sarge, another point that you made, you know, this is the second time that the Jets have allowed a punt return touchdown on the season. Mm-hmm. You know, you their defense could essentially be the 2000 Ravens in their first round playoff game. If their special teams fucks up again in the playoff in the playoff in a playoff game on the road and gives up another special teams touchdown and either Zach Wilson or Mike White can't move the ball down the field worth the shit, your team's as good as fucked. Yep. And the stat that you said it's only been three um three punt returns for a touchdown this season. The Jets have given up two of them. That's not that's not good, you know. And nope. yes, you can sit up here and say that the Jets' defense have only only allowed one touchdown yesterday. The bottom line is the touchdown was the was the game winner. Okay, mm-hmm. why go all feast or famine? And I understand it's fourth and inches, but you have to keep in mind you're not you're not inside the five yard line. Okay, you're you're inside you're inside your own forty. Th- you're inside your own 40 yard line. Why are you going feast or famine with essentially no secondary help on fourth and inches? I understand the game's on the line, but you're in the middle of the field. You're not, you're not inside. You're not inside your own five yard line. You're in the middle of the field. That explains the fourth and the fourth and inches, the fourth and inches <laughs> situation. I'll get the solid clock management in a minute. Zach Wilson. He wasn't great. Wasn't good. He wasn't god-awful terrible. But here's the problem with Zach Wilson, that if you know anything about football in the quarterback position, it's easy as hell to see. Zach Wilson is all arm and all shoulders with his throws. From it's because he's five foot his, nothing. <laughs> from his waist down, he his legs might as well be in quicksand. He doesn't, he doesn't put his – he doesn't uh, follow through. There's no follow through with his hips. There's no, there's no, his footwork is terrible. It's like his feet are stuck in quicksand. He doesn't step into his throws. He's always thrown off his back foot. He's, he, he it's, it's a very lazy, lethargic, half-assed throwing motion, which result on that lollipop interception he threw in the first and 10 early in the third quarter when mm-hmm. the Jets had the ball thrown 36-yard line. Yeah, it's, just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just terrible. It's it's all arm, no body, yep. no control. It's the his throwing motion isn't smooth, pure, fluid, all at one. It's all arm, and then it's and it's it. It's no legs. There's no. It's his footwork is bad. His his hips are stiff. He is. It just they don't. It's just He's a bust. He's a bust. And the only any and the yeah. only time he looks like an NFL quarterback is on broken plays and on PA and on PA rollouts where he allows himself or the play allows itself allows him to roll out of the pocket to make plays. And if that's his strength, if you're Matt Lafleur, the offensive coordinator, you got to say to yourself, look, we got to call as many plays. I'm not saying play action pass every single passing attempt 
But if this guy's strength is throwing it where he doesn't essentially have to do a three-step three step drop and fire the football in the middle of the field, we got to draw up as many passing plays as possible to for us to for him to complete as many passes as we can get where he's executing or at least yeah. showing off what little with little strengths, with little talent in his game that he has. And they just don't do that. They allow him three-step drop like he's Joe Burrow, like he's Tom Brady in his prime, and he and he, and he looks like Tim Tebow when he's behind center. Now, uh, Robert Sala's clock management. He should have called a timeout after the after the uh, second and ten completion. He let sixteen seconds run. He let sixteen seconds run off the clock. There were forty seven seconds left when the ball was snapped. Okay, and Elijah Moore also gets a little bit of the blame too in this. Elijah Moore, instead of him kicking and screaming and throwing fits because Zach, because Mike White is on the field. I understand Zach Wilson isn't exactly everybody's cup of tea within that franchise, but damn it, he is your quarterback. He makes you look good, not the other way around. The bottom line is Zach Elijah Moore has got to have better on-field awareness. You coming out of the you coming out of the huddle, you look up at the clock, you know how much time you know, you gotta know how much time is left. Okay. You gotta know how much time is left. You gotta know that your team that your team has two timeouts. It's fourth and eight. It's fourth and eight. It's fourth and eighteen. And when the ball was snapped, there was fourteen seconds left. So when so you look up, Wilson hikes the ball. You gotta know within your head that there's about fourteen to thirteen to fourteen seconds left in the game. And you gotta have in your head, on top of the fact that Zach Wilson held the ball for seven seconds. The play took 10 seconds long, including three seconds in which the ball was in the air by the time Elijah Moore caught it. So you do the math that so you do the math that is 10 seconds. 14 seconds when the ball is snapped, the play took 10 seconds. By the time the ball is in Elijah Moore's hands, there's four seconds left. Elijah Moore has to have the wherewithal knowing good and well that his team has two timeouts. If they have no timeouts, that's another situation. They have two to burn and lost for because of their head coach's piss poor timeout slash clock mismanagement. You catch the ball with four seconds left. You find the nearest Detroit Lion defender and you essentially make them tackle you. Or you catch the ball and you do what Tyler Lockett does and immediately goes to the ground and give yourself up to allow Salah at least three and a half, two and a half, three seconds of time where he can run down the sideline and call a timeout. Because to me, in my estimation, it looked like that Salah got the timeout in. It looked like that he was calling timeout. He was too late. The referees gave him the benefit of the doubt and for and gave him a courtesy and said, well, Zerline ain't making this kick anyway, and they gave him one extra sec. But Elijah Moore's got to have better on-field winners, knowing how much time is on the clock when the, t- when the ball is snapped, knowing how no have a clock in his head, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, and how long the play takes, and knowing that when he catches the ball, knowing the situation, and with, with it being less than 10 seconds left in regulation with the game on the line, knowing you got the first down, you catch the ball, you go down. If you have a timeout, two timeouts, three timeouts, you catch the ball, give yourself up. Because you run yeah, it and he's just, towards the sideline does is 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 counterintuitive in that situation. Yeah, they the clock manager was fucking horrible, but the yeah. the Jets are just they they'll they'll jets their way out of this. It'll happen. Yeah. Well hopefully we still beat the Dolphins and cause them <laughs> not to make the playoffs either. I that would be great. Um yep. Wow. We've spent a lot of time we still got a lot of games to get through. <laughs> 
Cowboys 34, Jaguars 40. Um, Jaguars fight back from a 27 to 10 deficit to Love tie it. And send this game to overtime. Prescott Love throws it. this pick six Love it. and the game. Love um, it. Who's going to talk about? Dak was 23 of 30 for 256, three touchdowns, but two interceptions. CeeDee Lamb had a nice day, seven for 126. But how about this? Trevor Lawrence, 27 of 42. 318 and four touchdowns. ETN had a nice day on the ground, 19 for 103. And how about Zay Jones, six for 109 and three TDs. Mm-hmm. With, and I want to go to you first, Roy. With the news that Tannehill is probably done for the year, what do you like the chances for the Jaguars to go ahead and now win the AFC South? Finally, it seems like fucking Trevor Lawrence is listening to the Dougie P. That's what I think. Finally, they're getting the offense fucking together. Finally, they're bleeding in the system. Finally, they're getting everything ready to go. Dougie P, my guy. My fucking guy. Listen, that division is theirs for the taking. All they have to do is not fumble the bag. That's it. That's all they have to do. Just keep winning. Just keep winning. Just keep winning. (laughs) That's it. The the can we talk about how Micah Parsons should be more focused on his own damn defense rather than <laughs> no let's not because MVP I love it votes with Jalen Hurts I love it keep talking about keep worrying about other teams you fucking idiot because your defense gave up more the if you give up more than ten points to the Houston Texans and I understand Jacksonville's good they have talent. But you guys are supposed to be a Super Bowl contending team that I heard was one of the best defenses of the National Football League. And when you're sitting up there pussyfooting around mm. when Dallas spotted you 17 points and you urinate all over yourselves and you lose to a <laughs> sub-500 Jacksonville Jaguars team. Uh-huh. A, a talented Jackson, J- Jacksonville Jaguars team, but they but they're still in rebuild mode. Even if they win a division, they're not, they're not going to go to the Super Bowl. I love it. I mean, it's 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 just like really and then Dak Prescott. What is it? like like always, Mister Inconsistent? After Booger McFarlane had the chutzpah, the temerity, the blasphemy, and the unmitigated goal to put him in the Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Patrick Mahomes category because he beat the fucking Houston Texas. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> and then he says, and then what does that Prescott do? He, he throws two asinine interceptions, and the other one being the walk off game winner one to put to win the game for Jacksonville. Yep. Put the game on ice and essentially elim- eliminating doubts from winning the NFC East. I it's mean, just I mean, are the you Cowboys. Freaking, are you freaking kidding me? It's just what the Cowboys do. That's it. They look great, and then when it comes down to the end. They just they it's like it's like fucking Kevin Malone with fucking chili. It, oh, 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 and fucking goes all over the fucking carpet because they they shit on themselves every fucking time, every time, and I love it. It's this all year we done boys. Okay, it's the same year. In the definition of insanity, he's doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Well, here you go. Especially you're twenty seven to ten against the Jaguars that. With how good this cow, I keep hearing about how great this Cowboys defense is to allow I mean, the, the Trevor Cowboys, Lawrence to come back. Go ahead. The, the Cowboys had the same defense against the fucking Eagles, you know, playing them a couple weeks ago, and the Eagles fucking kicked the shit out of them. Granted, it was it was against Cooper Rush, but 
That defense is still there. It's still the same defense. There's holes in that defense. We knew that coming yeah, into the season. There's holes in that defense, and if you if you can exploit it for the right for the right reason, there you go. You're done. Yeah. Just say I keep hearing about how great this Cowboys defense is, and you're up twenty-seven to ten. The Jacksonville Jaguars should not be coming back on you. Um, no. Real quick, what I want to get to is listen to the schedule for the Titans going the rest of the way. Now they get the Texans this week, who have shown life the last two games actually against the Cowboys and the Chiefs. So maybe not so much as an easy victory as we might think, especially with no Tannehill. Then the week after that, they get the Cowboys. Do you know what the last game of the season is, fellas? No. I don't know off the top of my head. Titans, Jaguars. (laughs) And remember, the Jaguars just beat them. So if they tie, the Jaguars would hold the tiebreaker winning. (laughs) <laughs> so last game of the season could be for the division in Jacksonville. It might actually be the Sunday night game. No. I hope not. Why no. would it if I it's for not. the division? Winner get no. winner gets in. Because you're gonna put Trevor Lawrence and fucking uh what's what's the other asshole? Malik Willis. Malik Willis. I get that, no. but it's the it's the game with the most on the line, right? Not really. No. Well, yeah, not really. Here's the that, here's the Jaguars. Yeah, so could the, the Giants Jets. game. So, so the could Jets. the Giants Eagles. But is it but is it going to draw ratings? That's Nash. That's Nashville, Tennessee, and Jacksonville. Well, true. I mean, let's, let's, but it's the AFC South. I mean, they're going to put the Cowboys. Put, they usually try and put whoever's the last like a, a game where winner winner gets in. Remember last year it was Chargers and the Raiders. Um, oh, that was such a great game. I wanted that tie so bad. But the Jaguars, they got the Jets this week. Even if they lose to the Jets, they play the Texans next week, and then they play the Titans. Uh, you know, I think that game is going to be for the division. Wouldn't it be something for the Jacksonville Jaguars to end up winning this division? Oh, I'd love it. Be great. Love it. And the Cowboys, uh, you know, they're going to be on the road for the playoffs, and I have zero faith that Zach, that Dak Prescott is going to win more than one playoff game. Right. I, I, I mean, don't. I don't either. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> He, I mean, I, I mean, I could see them. Sucks. I could see them going to play whoever fucking plays in the fucking a- NFC South. Whoever that winner is, is probably going to yes. be the Bucks. I could see them winning that one. But other than that, no. Yeah, that's I mean. Like, if they if they play if they play Tampa again, they'll curb stomp them. Probably. And in fairness to Dallas, it would be it's it would it's absolute crap that if they ended up if they end up having to play Tampa Bay, they would have to fly down well not fly down, but fly east to Tampa Bay and not have that game be played at home because everybody and their mother knows that the Dallas Cowboys record wise and just on paper and what we've seen out of them this season are a much better football team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers without, oh God, without even giving well, it a second thought. Hey, wouldn't it be guy, great? Wouldn't it be great if like they had to fly to Carolina to play the Carolina Panthers? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I hate to I hate that, to break yeah, it to you, that Jai. Would, that wouldn't be right either. Jai, all of those teams <laughs> are in contention because the Buccaneers <laughs> can't seem to win. They are, I think, six and eight, if I'm not mistaken. And the other three teams yes, have five are. wins. So they're all one game out of first place this, in that division. This this is still not as bad as what the fucking NFC East was, what, three years ago? <laughs> there was two years ago. <laughs> yes. Two years ago. I love that. That was the best year. That really was. Nobody wanted to win that. Nobody. Because I think... 
<laughs> well, I mean, the Bucks have an easy game next week. They play the Cardinals, but still. And that's not so easy. Well, no, it, it is. It's with uh, Trace McSorley as the starting quarterback there, Rick. That, that I think that's a... Still not game. so easy. You got James Conner who won the fucking ball that he threw and And fucking... Um, Z-Hop. Yeah, well, with Trace McSorley throwing a football, I... I, I, like I seen that kid game. do enough in fucking Penn State that he'll be all right. Yeah, we saw Christian Hackenberg do enough in Penn State. How'd that turn out for him? Next, different, uh, different kid, different next, kid, different next, kid. We'll move on to um, what was probably the most insane finish to a football game I think <sighs> I have ever seen. Patriots twenty four, Raiders thirty. And before we get to the finish, guys. Is there a team that dislikes a double-digit point lead more than the Las Vegas Raiders? I swear, this team is up double digits every fucking week and finds ways to lose these games. And if it wasn't for the asinine, ineptitude play of Jacoby Myers and Ramondre Stevenson, the game is tied 24-24. Stevenson runs the ball, and there's no time left. So let's... Let's start lateraling the football back as if we need a touchdown because we're losing instead of going overtime. And let's throw one up to Mac Jones and let Chandler Jones catch it as it looks like an interception and then just steamroll our quarterback on his way to the end zone for, a, I guess we're going to call this the lateral six. Jai, what, have, you, yes. have you seen anything, anything even remotely close to this ever in your life? No. And it's funny because I was so clue. I was so good. The Bengals game was out, of, which we'll get to, was uh, out of question early. And my brother uh, noticed that the other two games, the other game on CBS and the and the uh, game in Vegas were getting were close down to the wire football game. So they told me to turn it on on the uh, Sunday ticket app, and I was so glued into. The Chargers' final drive with Herbert making a nice throw to Mike Williams down the right sideline and Dicker, the kicker, with the game-winning field goal to beat uh, Tennessee, that I had the Raider game on, but I wasn't really paying attention to it until I see Chandler Jones running away with the football, and there's like double zeros on the clock, and the Patriots at that snapshot were in the lead. I was like, what the – what, what like and like people and like my brother and my sister they were like oh my god you know they're like oh my god oh my god he's gone he's gone it's like what in the world so then I'm like I grabbed the PlayStation remote and it's it's like I I didn't know how to use a a, a, a DualShock Four controller for the first time in my life because I'm like rushing to like flip the screen so the Raider game is on the top and I get the audio of the Raider game and changing the audio and it's like. What the hell just happened? And I literally, and this is like after I sat through the Bengals who looked like they were going to get ran out of the building by Tampa, you know, force four consecutive turnovers on defense. So I'm sitting there and I tweeted, and this is after the Bengals come back, and then I see the Chargers win in the last second. I go, I go and I tweet, I'm about to jump out a window. Cause it's like, and then with the with the with the Vikings come back the night before, it's like, how much insanity can one person sit through during an NFL weekend? So that by far is 
without even a doubt, the dumbest play in the 103-year history of the National Football League. I mean, can you be dumber? Can you be dumber? Ravondre Stevenson, how about just get the first down, you pad your little stats, and just run out of bounds? Nope, we want to play hero ball football to Jacoby Myers, and Jacoby Myers feels like he wants to throw the ball, he wants to run backwards 15 yards and then throw the ball backwards another 40 to Mac Jones, who's quite possibly the most unathletic quarterback in the National Football League. That includes Tom (laughs) Brady. He throws it backwards 40 yards, and Chandler Jones is just sitting there, you know, lamenting how in the world his team blew another game in the second half and having to deal with the poor Raider fans kicking and screaming in local sports talk radio in Vegas and whether or not Derek Carr's going to cry himself to sleep that night and all of a sudden oh there's the football and he picks out a thin air says mac jones here merry christmas have some grass mushes his face into the ground and he takes it back the other way it was quite frankly when he wanted one of the most craziest endings of a football game i've ever seen and definitely the most one of the dumbest plays in, in the history of professional sports i mean it is up there with pete carroll not throwing the ball or Pete Carroll deciding to throw the ball at the one yard line when he's got Marshall into that's the level of stupidity and the absolute as Stephen A said lack of intellect that went into that play Bill Belichick's a liability that's what I was going to (laughs) say is it that the fact that it's Bill Belichick make it even more surprising to you yeah guy was the standard of the league for what 25 years okay now all of a sudden he's making he's he's allowing these teams for fucking to do this shit. He's a liability now. Your, your time has come, old man. Retire. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> well, I don't know if Ruick if he's a liability. Liability. First of all, I don't think. I don't think Belichick instructed instructed them to do that. I think they took it upon themselves to play hero ball. Who called and, the play, Jerry? You know, well, I, who, who called the play? Patricia did. Yeah, Matt, Matt Patricia. Patricia did, which is a result. <laughs> and of you signed off on Belichick him. neglecting exactly. You're a liability. I understand. I understand your point. And in the same breath, again, like relating to that, that why didn't they just take a knee and just go into the half? I I get I get it. Liability, still crazy. Bigger liability than Ryan Gosling and fucking remember the Titans. Bill Belichick is a bigger liability. There we go. Um, That was I heard that on last week's episode. That was a hilarious line. (laughs) Let's let's get into your team, Jai. Um, Bengals thirty-two, Bucks twenty-three. You're down seventeen, nothing. Right before the half, and then you. Is it? Oh, I said thirty-four, but it's. I get. Was it thirty-four or tw- thirty-two, Jai? Thirty-four. Sorry, I wrote thirty-four. Then I wrote it here. Bengals then proceed to score thirty-four straight points. Um, the Bucks dominated from the start, though, Jai, and didn't put up enough points. I think they kicked <laughs> a couple of field goals, and I want to say, didn't they also tar- go for it once on fourth down, and they stopped them? If I'm not mistaken. They the Bucks turned it over on down. That was in, in the first half. I their was. first, their their technically it was the possession where Giovanni Bernard scored the uh, the fake punt that technically counted as a turnover. Okay, on down. all right. So it was the first no, possession of the second half. Yeah. So Brady 
30 of 44, 312. He had three touchdowns, but he had two interceptions, and he also lost two fumbles. Joe Burrow, nothing crazy, 27, 39, 200 yards. He did have four touchdowns. Um, let me say this. The, I, the Bengals have been hot lately, Jai, and like you said, have ascended to probably – they're in that same conversation with the Bills and the Chiefs. They're on the same level. You know, you, Each team could have an argument. To me, what has elevated this team is the defense has all of a sudden shown up and become a major problem for other teams because they're making plays. We, we knew the offense would be good. It was it was always a question of can the defense play to that level? And am I am I wrong in saying that, Jai? That this defense has now elevated their level that they are an upper echelon defense in the NFL. I wouldn't say that they're the best defense in all of football because they do give up their fair share of yards. But I tell you this, this is one of the best second half defenses, best operate one of the, and as of lately, one of the more opportunistic defenses in the national football league. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had a nice little streak to begin the season heading into that debacle on Halloween night where they didn't give up a second half uh, touchdown. Um, I mean, if you want to count it because Brady essentially picked them apart in the first half and say that, uh, that, that, that Brady, I mean, by the numbers, he threw for 312. But if you want to say it's window dressing, stat padding, I'll grant you that. But heading into this game, the Bengals had not given up a 300-yard passing performance from a quarterback. And they had played Deshaun Watson. They had played Pat. Mahomes, they they had played Lamar Jackson, Tua, who well, I mean, he got hurt halfway through that game. Tua sucked. But, <laughs> <laughs> but heading Finley, into Finley the game against heading into the game against Tampa, they hadn't given up a uh, high Finley. They Rick hadn't Finley given low. up a uh, a three hundred yard passer. So two what? <laughs> the Dak sucks. They had, they had. She already knows. Had, She's fucking smart. Okay. Oh, sorry, John. Fuck out of here. They had. Uh, no, it's fine. They haven't. They haven't given up a, a three hundred yard passer yet. So I just, I could. That was one of the more. If you would have asked me to rank, where would I put my favorite Bengals wins in the Zach Taylor Joe Burrow era? <laughs> this one ranks up there with the. Playoff win against the Raiders and the two wins against Kansas City because of I just did not expect this team to win this game. And I was fully prepared to come on here, not complain, but not scream and yell, not go crazy. Because I looked at it, I was like, all right, they haven't lost a game since those in in going on two months now. You know, they're they got uh, quite a few injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Hayden Hurst isn't playing. You know, I figure that eventually this little ride that they were that they were on was going to end at least temporarily in a loss to allow them to refocus themselves, kind of rejuvenate that hunger a little bit, so they don't get high off their own. You know, the, you know, to the off their own supply, they, right? Finish exactly. Later. Right, yeah, and uh, you know, and for them to basically head into the head into New England game Christmas Eve and then kick ass and take names the final three games of the regular season and then go into the playoffs and go where I want them to go and that's the Super Bowl. 
So I was fully prepared to concede the game. Brady coming off of the the debacle in San Francisco. And I even tweeted last Sunday afternoon when the Bucs were getting their asses kicked by by San Francisco. I tweeted, oh, hell, we're getting – and I'm paraphrasing, but I tweeted, oh, hell, we're getting pissed off Tom Brady next week, aren't we? And for a half, we did get pissed off motivated Tom Brady because that was the best half of football that Tom Brady has ever played as Tampa Bay – as a Tampa – not as a Tampa Buccaneer, but – this se- but uh, during this 2022 season, he's picking apart the Bengals defense left and right. They have no pass rush. He's got a down the world in the pocket, separation all over the place. Mike Evans is getting himself open. Godwin's getting Godwin's getting open. Uh, 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 Leonard Fournette's running the football uh, solidly well t- at that at the starting point of the game. So I'm like, you know what, you know, maybe it just maybe today's just in our day. We're on to New England. We'll we'll get uh, Brady's old team in six days. I was full prepared for that to be my mindset. And the, but the thing that really stuck in my crawl heading into halftime was why is it that when the offense is cruising and 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 the first fifteen scripted plays whatever are working to perfection, Joe Brosin and the receivers writing the numbers. It's first down. It, we we're getting first downs on first downs. We're getting first downs on second downs. We're avoiding third and longs. We're we're going great first offensive drive of the game, and all of a sudden a, a defensive lineman sticks his arm up in the air, tips the ball up, you know, 15 feet in the air, and here comes the defender to play under it and pick it off. And all of a sudden, it's like it's like taking air out of a balloon where it's – and all the air was out of our team, and all of a sudden we couldn't move the ball down the field worth a damn until our last offense possession heading into the half in which we went no huddle for a change and kept the Buccaneers' defense on their toes, and we went into the half uh, at least getting some points on the board down 17-3. But outside of that, where the team de- deflated after Burrow's deflected interception, which is it feels like it's been his 50th this season, I was to- I was ready to be like, you know what? It isn't our day. Brady's still the GOAT. You give him an opportunity. He's still going to – uh, take advantage of you and pick you apart. We got injuries in our secondary. Hayden Hurst isn't playing. We'll, we'll see you Christmas Eve. And then the second half comes around, and, and then the second half comes around, and the Buccaneers opening possession, whether it's the fact that Juno Bernard didn't get, get didn't get the call down, whatever it whatever it was. He fumbles he fumbles the direct he fumbles the direct snap. He falls on it, but it doesn't matter because it's fourth and one. And I and you even heard rumblings of during the broadcast of Nance and Romo saying, "Well, fourth and one. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna punt this. They're not gonna sit up here and go for this when their offense was clicking this thing and half. And then lo and behold, and then lo and behold, they have the bot snap. They fall on it. We get we get the ball in ideal field position at their own at their own uh, at their own sixteen yard line." We kick a field goal down down seventeen six. Very frustrating because it's like fourth and goal from the three. I mean, can we, you know, go for it on fourth and goal and put the ball in the end zone, Zach? I mean, at this stage of the game, I don't think you know, if Timber goes down the field and scores another touchdown to put themselves up, you know, put themselves up twenty four to twenty four to six. I mean, you're still in, in a in a, as big of a ditch as if it's twenty four to three. But that's why he's the head coach. I'm not. He kicks the field goal. Buccaneers get the ball right back. Tremendous read by uh, by Trey Flowers. Picking he picks off Tom Brady on the third on the uh, on the third and eight. 
We get the ball set up shop at Tampa Bay's 31-yard line, takes a seven blaze, 31 yards. We get help due to a, uh, a Carlton Davis's face mask on the, th- on, the, on the third and eight play, not to mention uh, of the defensive holding on a fourth and three, and Joe Burrow ran backwards 40 yards, which I, which is the, if you were to ask me what's the most frustrating, frustrating part of JB's game is the fact that he holds on to the football way, 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 way too damn long. If the play's not there, Joe, don't try to be a, be a hero. Chuck the ball into the fifth row. What the hell are you doing running backwards 30 yards for getting yourself sacked at midfield as if it like, it's the, like it's the, I mean, I, that like, I, like I need an infected scrotum. I mean, come on. But we get built out because of that because of a holding what? penalty. It it helped. We, <laughs> yeah. How'd you get the brakes about the beans, son? Oh my god. <laughs> we get we get out thanks to Levante David. Holding penalty keeps the drive alive. We later put the ball in the end zone. Of course we don't fail on a two-point conversion attempt because this is how this uh, team because that's how the game was going for us at that point. We're down 5-17-7. Tampa Bay gets the ball back and then and then here's Tom Brady on the on third on third and ten, Logan Wilson, who's played his ass off this season, got taken to the players in the first half. But boy, he make up for it in the second half. Strip sack forces a fumble, forces a fumble, recovered, and recovered by Joseph Osai, who's been a godsend since he's been back. Sets up shop for us at our at Tampa Bay's thirteen yard line. From there, from there, five plays, thirteen yards, third and goal. Here's Tyler Boyd for a touchdown and then two-point conversion to T. Higgins. I still don't know how the hell he held on to that ball. I mean, you were talking about elite uh, hand and finger strength. He holds on to the football, two-point conversion, we're up 3-20-17. And then when I thought I've seen everything, when after all of that, we somehow some way have the lead by the grace of God, a Christmas miracle. And I think, okay, now I've seen everything. Tebe is going to at least march down the field and at least kick a, kick a field goal to tie the game up. But, oh, no, Tom Brady and Leonard Fournette screws up the exchange on the handoff on first and, t- on, uh, on, uh, on first and 10. We get the ball back again in Tampa Bay territory at their own 39-yard line, and we end up scoring a touchdown to go up 10 points. I mean, you, I mean, you name me a time, and literally you can't where a where a Tom Brady team, whether it's the Bucks, New England Patriots, up seventeen, especially in the second half, and a self in one in let's count let's count the way, shall we? In and not including the Gio Bernard uh, uh, botch fake play where they yeah. screw up one, two, three, four consecutive possessions. I, you name you. I mean, I never. literally. I mean, he's been doing that all year. I was watching. I couldn't well, believe. No, I was he's never. He hasn't been throwing interceptions and fumbling the ball. Really. Last two last two weeks, he has not like this. He's. Ne- I know you were. You're talking like they would not score and they were having bad drives, but he never was like turning the football over. That's something Tom Brady like never does. I've never. Finley seen wants Tom- to say good night, guys. Say good night, Finn. Good night. Say good night, Finn. What's the zombie good say? Night. What's the zombie say? What's the zombie say? Yes. Also, if you had not watched the Bengals game, just listen to Jai. He he. I mean, we're getting every play, Jai, from the Bengals game. I'm sorry. 
I'm, I'm descriptive. I'm sorry. Very descriptive. But I literally, I'm, I'm literally sitting up there watching it with every turn. The first turnover, I'm like, okay, goodness, what we needed. Second turnover, even better. Third turnover, holy crap. Fourth turnover, I'm about to literally lose my mind. Like I like like eight year old kid Christmas morning getting the gift that you know getting the gift that they've been begging their parents for for the last six months. I mean, it was like, is this? It was. I feel like I was dreaming. I even tweeted. I was like, either after the third or the fourth turnover, I even tweeted, dreaming because like a Tom Brady team does not turn over the football. He seventy five percent of them doesn't turn over the football actually all four of them does not turn over the football interceptions strip sacks and then yep. botch the exchange with leonard fournette i mean it just it does not it doesn't happen yep. and we were set up shop off we couldn't move the ball an inch outside of the plays leading up the bros interception our first possession and our last possession heading into halftime where we were able to put McFerrin in field goal range we couldn't move the ball an inch and all of a sudden here's this defense Trey Flowers Logan Wilson Joseph Asai Jermaine Pratt on the on the pass deflection making plays turn over the, getting Tampa Bay to turn over the football left and right and we're and we're sitting here on offense, starting the football inside Tampa's 30, 20, 15, 5 yard line. I mean, it, it was an it was a surreal comeback to watch, and and it's almost as if it was like the Bengals defense had to try, but it's also but offensively, all they had to do was just execute. They the the Tampa Bay's. Offense in the second half was so anemic, was so piss poor. All the Bengals' offense had to do was just show up and just execute. They didn't have to do anything special. They just had to show off. They just had to execute the plays, execute the opportunities, and just allow Tampa Bay to self-destruct. I mean, it it was it was nice win, phenomenal to watch. Has, phenomenal. You get you guys are now in first place. Um, I mean, do you feel like that? Like you guys will finish in first place when the season is when it's over. I don't want to jinx it, but I need the Ravens to lose one. I need us to win out the rest of the regular season. The Ravens lose one more game to make me feel better. All right. Because there's only a one game difference because of Bill Belichick concocts some plan to put Joe Burrow on his ass and the Ravens run the Falcons out of the building. We're right back to where we were two weeks ago. So yeah. not I completely just, sold know. yet. But being in first place heading into the Christmas holiday on a six-game winning streak is pretty damn good, I'm, I'm, I shall say. There we go. All right. Let's get to the last game from back week to back, 15. T- back-to-back 10-win seasons, by the way, for us, which I, which we haven't done since 2014 and 2015. Nice. Which is nice. I couldn't tell you the last time the Jets did that shit. So, um, <laughs> NFC East showdown on Sunday night, boys. Um Ruick, Giants 20, Commanders 12. I can't remember, not too much in the stats, but Giants defense came up big. Kayvon Thibodeau, how about the strip sack fumble recovery touchdown all on his own right down there on of Taylor Heineke? Um, what did you think of this Giants-Commanders game, Ruick? It sucked. <laughs> I wanted it to end in a tie. Oh. <laughs> I wanted another tie. I was hoping so much for that fucking tie. Like, you don't even know. I wanted that tie so bad. So bad. But whatever. I didn't get it. They, no they, it's, 
I, I don't know how anybody could fucking sit here and say that Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. He manages. Okay. He manages, so, but what did, but what did he him, do that's so bad? What did he do that's so good? Well, what can he do that's so good with the receivers that he has? I don't give a fuck. Well, no, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give. No, 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 no. I don't. I'm sick of this narrative. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. Look at what fucking Carson Wentz did. Uh, two years ago, with with JV wide receivers, give me a fucking break! Don't give me that what fucking did, bullshit. JJ Arcega Whiteside. JJ Arcega Whiteside. You had you had Greg Ward. You had fucking all these guys that were that were nondescript fucking players that were signed off on people's practice squad. Carson Don't Wentz give me that fucking bullshit. Carson Wentz did nothing with that. What do you mean? What did he? He do? had. What do you mean? What did he do? He led them to the playoffs. Yeah, what isn't that the year that seven wins got into the playoffs in the NFC East? No, no, they went nine and seven. They won the division out by the Seahawks. Yeah, they won the division. They won their division. They went nine and seven and fucking got knocked out of the playoffs because Carson Wentz is fucking Carson Wentz's head bounced off the fucking turf, and and Josh McCown had to come in. So what year? What year are you talking about? Two thousand eighteen, nineteen. Two thousand nineteen. Two thousand nineteen. He went nine and seven. That was the year. That was the year that Shannon Sharp said said to fucking Skip, "The Eagles are flying," and you said, "And I love it." You gonna cry? You gonna get off? The, yeah. Like, when they beat when they beat the cat when they beat the Cowboys and fucking da- and fucking Christmas and, Eve, Eve uh huh and fucking Ezekiel Elliott had twenty one rushing yards. And everybody was making the excuse. And, that of the and, and yeah, and was making the excuse that Dak's fucking shoulder was hurting and all this other shit. So he went nine and seven. You know, Daniel Jones has eight wins already, right? Okay, so that's great. Zach, how are you going to say that? Like what he did is so much better than what Daniel Jones is doing right now. What what he did was better because they, because they number one they number one won the division and number two they did it with nobody. He had four. He had. Four wide receivers with nine hundred fucking uh, comp- uh, yards, nine hundred, and they're Four. all better. With all JV, no, they are pull not. Up, please, who, who, what? Pull up that roster. Pull up what? that playoff roster. Yeah, Zach, did he not have Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard on that team? Did he he had Zach. He had Zach Ertz, who was fucking on his way out. Number one, number two. He also had Dallas Goddard, who was a rookie, and he had Greg Ward, JJ Ortega Whiteside. And I'm pretty sure he had fucking Jalen Rager. Rager. And he didn't even play that much. I don't even remember the other ones. Who was the other fucking... Was it... Don't worry, Ward? I'm to pull it up for you. Because I'm going to tell you, the, whoever you're mentioning is better than the fucking... Than what the Giants have. None of them are better than Kenny Galladay. Oh, really? Really? That's where you want to go? None of them better than Kenny Galladay? <laughs> I, can, I can tell you that. I can tell you that skill-wise, yes. None of them are better than fucking Kenny Galladay. You had Zach Ertz, who made the Pro Bowl that year. Okay? Yeah, because that's the only guy he had to throw to. Had, remember, he had Alshon Jeffrey. Who, who was, was injured the entire season. I know. He's still better than anyone that, the, that he but had. But he didn't play. So He, he only had one 900-yard receiver, by the way. Okay, one. Miles Sanders had 500 yards receiving. Running back. Dallas Goddard, Goddard had 600 yards. Who's so a rookie? Tell, I'm going to tell you right now. No, give me the right. wide receivers. Don't give me the fucking. Don't, don't give me the, all those. Yeah, Greg Ward. Who were the other ones? JJ Ortega Whiteside. Nelson Aguilar. Nelson and, Aguilar, uh, who had dropped everything. And Deshaun Jackson and Matt Collins. And Matt Collins, Matt Collins did shit. And Deshaun Jackson fucking played three games. Yes. So who? Who? What are the Giants? Can you even name me the Giants' wide receivers? Yes, right Ricky. Now? Ricky James. 
Okay, Ricky. Kenny Jesus. Stills. And, and are any of them better than the guys we just named? And Darius Slayton. Yes, Darius Slayton. Hate okay, to tell you. Slayton is a number three at best on most teams. He is the number one receiver. Doesn't matter. Better than Greg Ward. He's probably equivalent to Greg Ward. No way. Okay. I would say also <laughs> you have Goddard and Ertz who are pro. Goddard was ends. a rookie. 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 Okay, so you can't, you can't, can't use that. He's a rookie. Who, who are Daniel Jones' tight ends, Ruick? Who are the tight ends? Boss. Kevin Boss. Kevin Boss? He hasn't been the boss of shit since 2015. All right? <laughs> who, Kevin who Boss. Are, who are the tight ends for the Giants? Fucking no. <laughs> I know you don't know because you know who it was? It was Daniel Bellinger, who's a rookie. Bellinger. Who, and he got it. He got it. He lost, his eyes got taken out in a football game. But that's, oh, they have nobody. It's him and Saquon. That's it. Nobody, but, but but you have to also understand Nobody. something. The running, the running backs in this fucking this year have been fucking good. Yeah, have been, but, like the running game has taken over this year. So what Saquon's doing, what Josh Jacobs is doing, what fucking uh, you know Derrick Henry when he ever fucking decides to show up is doing. Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, fucking Miles Sanders, all these fucking guys. They've been a uh, monster. Fucking Jeff Wilson for fuck's sake, Christian McCaffrey. All these fucking guys. Kenneth, Kenneth Walker. Walker. The running back has taken over this year because for whatever reason, they, they every fucking team has instilled a, a, a zone defense. A zone defense. And what does that open up? That opens up the run game. Yes. So the, every NFL team is exploiting that this year. Yes, but still, who does Daniel Jones have to throw the football to? I'm just saying. He what does he do to, to win? What does he do to win? He, he has everything to win. Oh, my God. He, he has the whole he, offense. Okay, Kenny Galladay. That's all. That's all I'm going to keep saying is Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, and he is garbage. You're right, but but he wasn't garbage when they signed him. He just turned out to be a fucking lemon. Yes, it sucks. Sucks for the Giants just paying a guy money to not play. Go ahead, Jai. You you got Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, Richie James, Kenny Galladay. Shall I continue? And at tight end, you got Daniel Bellinger, Nick Vanette, who's hurt. Uh, the, Chris Mayak, the fullback. If you want to count him, I oh. mean, there's Matt not Breda. a lot of talent. I know he doesn't. I know he doesn't. Matt Breda, and I and I understand that he doesn't have much, but it doesn't matter. They were sustaining wins by playing tough defense, staying in close games, and running the ball down people's fucking throats, controlling the clock, controlling yeah. the fucking tempo of the game. That's not on Daniel Jones. <laughs> That's not anything that Daniel Jones has done. That's on Saquon and the fucking play calling of fucking Brian Dable. Jai, do you have the stats up for the Giants? Yeah, Wait, I got them. Is, um, I'm assuming Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones. Is Daniel 21? Jones the second leading rusher on the New York Giants? He was ten carries. For not not just for the game. I'm talking about for the season. Oh, let me let's let's see let's see. And I bet he was the second leading rusher for the Giants. You said ten carries, fifty something yards. He's also. Yeah. It cut down on the turnovers extremely. He only has, I, I think, it's four interceptions because he yeah. doesn't pass the ball. He is he is the second leading rusher behind Saquon. Uh, Daniel Jones has carried the ball 105 times for 583 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah. Okay. But so that's he, it. But okay. So so Lamar's a good quarterback. I'm not saying. That yeah, but this is what I'm saying. Best. Just because he's running the ball doesn't mean that he's fucking good. That well, means he's a liability. You said he doesn't do anything to win. He ah, that guy fucking horseshit does anything to win. He does. He anything. He steps over the twenty yard line. Oh jeez. 
everyone, <laughs> you know, you know what it is. And we I talk about this a lot. Is that people have preconceived notions about a player, and once you get that notion. They can never change. The narrative on them can never change, no matter what. If they Daniel do. Jones, if Daniel Jones is on the Jets, you think they have a better season? Yes. No fucking 100%. shot. No fucking hundred percent. We have a better okay. season. Okay. If Daniel Jones plays the way he is playing now with the Giants, not Daniel Jones from three years ago, Daniel Jones this year, where he is protecting the football, not turning the football over, and he had the weapons of Garrett Wilson, I'm... Elijah Moore, and Corey Davis, and the tight ends that we have. Believe me. Yeah, how many we'd, we'd have how many, nine wins? How many fumbles wins. does he have? He has year? like two fumbles on the year. That's it. He's not turning the football over, Broick. I'm, I'm I, asking a legitimate question. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Yes, what? Four, you said he's four got, interceptions. He's got four interceptions. Let's see if I can find his fumbles. Dopey yes. CBS app I ain't doing it for me. Um, Maybe it's four fumbles. But here's the thing about Daniel Jones. He hasn't helped the Giants. I mean, I guess it's not fair to say that he hasn't helped the Giants win. He hasn't been the main reason for why they've won. But give him credit. He so far this season, for the for the most part, he hasn't lost games for him. He, he, period. He has he has not lost, and he didn't lose the and he didn't lose the game. He's had five fumbles this year, and he's lost three of them. Boom. He's still turning sure. the fucking ball over. I'm looking right now. It says he has two and lost one. That was probably was... weeks ago because I remember no. he cost I'm him the fucking the game ES... the other day. I'm looking at the ESPN stats where it says he's thrown for 2,694, four interceptions. He's thrown for 2,000 yards? 2,600. Yeah. Wow. That's surprising then... in itself. He's then where, like you said, he's fourteen games, five hundred eighty-three yards rushing. It says right here, two fumbles, one lost. Now maybe that doesn't account for maybe Staten. Maybe Staten says it wrong. Then, well, it could be also this, a fumble when he's like dropped back to pass and he got sacked, and maybe they don't count that. I don't know. Oh yeah, I tell you this: his completion percentage is better. And if he goes these next three games turnover free, he'll end the regular season with a better with better interception numbers than he had last year. And he's thrown for two more touchdown passes already than he did all of twenty twenty one. So yep. he's definitely had a better season this year. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, the same can be true that he isn't exactly the reason why the the Giants won on Sunday night. The Giants oh. won on Sunday night by the same way that they essentially won in September and October, and that was allowing the other team to self destruct control the clock, run the football with Saquon Barkley, and allow their defensive playmakers to go out there and make plays. And I, my main takeaway from the game, besides the ref ball that went on, was the Giants were in control of that game the moment uh, Thibodeau strip-sacked and recovered for a touchdown uh, when he, when he, when he strip-sacked uh, Taylor Heineke. The Giants were in control right from right from that from that moment on. The Giants were in control to play their game and control the tempo and control the pace of the game the way they like it played, and, and it was smooth sailing from there on from there on out. All they had to do was just take care of the football and 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 just can take care of the football and kick field goals when they get in inside field goal range and maybe score and and score maybe one or two offensive touchdowns whenever they get the one in, in their ensuing offense possessions but they were Scrubs. able to control the ball right from right from that moment on 
As soon as he, right. I was like, John, I was like, unless the John, <laughs> unless Daniel Jones turns over the football, the Giants are going to be in control of this game. Fucking scrubs. Because that is, that's literally how they've won 90% of the games this season. As a result, Brooke, man, Brooke just hates the Giants. Too much, no, I don't want your number. Something. No, I don't want to give you money. No, I don't scrubs, huh? Number, no. I don't want none of your time. No, I don't want no scrubs. Scrubs is a guy that can't get no love from me. Turning over the ball at the yard line. Fuck you, Daniel Jones. You fucking suck my dick. <laughs> wow. I, my I like is, that song. That's a good song. It is. But. Trademark. People, like Giants fans, so quick. They want to get rid of Daniel Jones. They should. He's rightfully not, so. Okay. He's not, he's not the, he's not the future though. Okay, maybe he's not the future. Maybe his ceiling is he's a Ryan Tannehill esque player. No, this, this <laughs> is the ceiling. This right? Is the ceiling. Maybe that's the ceiling, right? <laughs> Ryan but, Tannehill is a fucking I'm compliment. Saying, what the guy in his fourth year in the league? He's had three head coaches already, three different offensive coordinators. <laughs> I mean, how can a quarterback succeed with with those type of constant turnover and your best offensive weapon? That you ever had to throw to is OBJ, his Daniel Jones's rookie year. When else have they given him anyone to throw the football to that was scared any sort of defense? You tried to bring a Kenny Galladay out there, and yeah, okay, but that, and they also could have tried to reunite with Odell. Yeah, but what I'm saying is Shepard. What I'm saying is Daniel Jones has no control over that stuff. But I'm talking about the Giants have not done anything. That has worked out to help Daniel Jones is what I'm saying, and to then just be like, let's get rid of this guy. Okay, let's we're going to start over with who? With a rookie quarterback. This is exactly what I love. I love you, fucking idiot Giant fans. I really fucking do. I really fucking do. You're going to get a twenty fucking pick. You're going to get in the twenty range picks, and you're going to fuck yourself over the quarterback. And you're going to be sitting there like, oh, we're talking with Daniel Jones. We're talking about breaking down Saquon Barkley, and we still got fucking Kenny Golden. What are we going to do? What are we gonna do? At least we got at least we got Evan Neal and fucking Demon Thibodeau. Well then we got them. Give me a fucking break. Oh my god. Give me a fucking break. Go ahead, go there with twenty and fucking take somebody there out of fucking out of oh, wherever, Cockamamie State, that twenty for fucking wide receiver because you got nobody to fucking throw the ball to and you paid thirty million dollars for a year for fucking Saquon and you paid twenty six million dollars a year for fucking Daniel Jones. <laughs> oh jeez! Because you know what's going to happen. You want to franchise tag him? Go ahead. It's fucking. It's so stupid. You're going to be stuck with Daniel Jones. Keep winning, you fucking idiots! Well, you see, fucking idiots! Keep day, winning. You're not I, going anywhere in the I, fucking playoffs. You know what? I hope the Giants win the Super Bowl, and we're still doing this show, Rook. And I can be like, "See, I told you so." That when? When are we going? When are they going to win the Super maybe Bowl? Maybe in three years. When? Three okay, years. three years. When fucking when. Brian Dable's fired because of fucking stupidity of the fucking front office of the fucking Maras and, the, and all them fucking idiots. All right, we'll see. The Maras and the Tishes, yeah, they're they're doing real good. Giant pride. Give me a fucking break. Where's your pride? You fucking me, me, Giant, and fucking you have combined for the same amount of touchdown catches as your number one fucking free agent that you brought in three years ago, Kenny fucking Galladay. <laughs> in two years, two years, we Giant. all have the same. Jai, he's more fired up about this One, than he was about well, the, the baby's up. So now I can, hurts. so now I can fucking well, the, the baby. The baby's up. The baby down. That's why. Okay. Oh, she's up. Oh. Oh man. Well, that wraps up uh, week 
Fuck the Giants. Week 15. Um, <laughs> we're running Cowboys. extremely late. So what I'm going to do for week 16 yeah, is, Ruick, I'm going to go to you first. One game that's not your team's game that you're interested in this weekend. Uh, t- tomorrow. Ah, Jets Jaguars. That's the that's Fuck the yeah. one that interests you the much most. Yeah. Okay. Should be a good game. I have to go with. Go I, I I gotta go with. Uh, well, I'll be interested in that game too because if the Jaguars beat the Jets, that means my Bengals are going to be playing in a second straight player in the in the playoffs for the second straight year for the first time in seven eight years. So hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trevor Lawrence puts on a show. Uh, Zach Wilson is a double agent. Robert Sala forgets how to manage a clock. And uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go, Jaguars, and get my Bengals back into the playoffs uh, before well, hope, we even have to play a game. So, I hope, uh, I hope none of that but happens. Outside, but outside, <laughs> but outside of that game, the game I'm looking forward to is Eagles Cowboys because I want to see whether it's. I hope that you know that that Jalen Hurts. I understand the chances of it happening and some of the none, but he ain't playing. Jalen Hurts load himself up on all of the freaking uh, quarter zone shots and nu- and numbing pills and pain. He's pills not playing. And put his hand and and literally beat uh, the Cowboys defense throwing left handed and really. I, I got to uh, to Micah Parsons. I got my fucking. I got my insiders. He ain't playing. He was yeah. not at practice. He's not even fucking. He's he's at rehab. He's not fucking he's playing. playing. Um, All right, well, Minshew Mania will have yes. to get it done. Let's go, Jockstrap Man. And you, and, you got, and you guys brought this up last week as an excellent point. Where the hell has Trayvon Diggs been all season long? <laughs> he, he, was the, he was the second coming of Deion Sanders last year, and now i got to put a, a, a search warrant out for him. Well, well they, they, they said that Jacksonville didn't target him all. All the touchdowns were against, uh, I think it's Anthony Brown is the other guy. Oh. The, the, the other guy. So, yeah, except for the one that went over his fucking head. But yeah. Well, I don't know. I didn't watch the game, but I've heard the, the, that he hasn't the, been. They uh, fucking suck. But yes, the, the, the Cowboys do a little bit too much talking for a team Duh. as far as the group and then the franchise that hasn't won literally I, a fucking thing. Nope, yes, not in twenty. Not in, about, the guys in the fucking league that are probably retiring are the last times that fucking the Cowboys were good. No, the, won the Super Bowl. Guys There's, coming into the league don't even remember the fucking. Cowboys no, Super because they weren't even fucking even. born. Yep. Not even because Brady's forty five years of age, been in the league twenty three years, and the Cowboys throughout yeah, Brady's since career 95. have been ass since ninety five. So, so um, they haven't been good since Tom Brady was in high school. Yes, mm-hmm. that is the game I'm looking forward to the most outside of the Jets as well. Eagles Cowboys. I would love to see the Eagles with Minshew shut up the Cowboys. Even though I can't stand the Eagles fans here in my neighborhood, but I can't stand Cowboys fans even more with how, you know, how about them Cowboys, we them boys. Yeah, we them boys taking our asses back to Dallas ain't doing shit this year. That's what, that's what mm-hmm. you want to be. That's them boys. Um, by, the, by, the, by the way, Sarge, did you see the, uh, the, uh, the broadcast map for this week? I did, but I don't care because, you know what, my Jets are on Thursday, so I don't have to worry about the fucking <laughs> yes, broadcast map. So he he can't he can't lose his mind and scream like nope. he wanted to. Last so I can week. just Saturday watch Red Zone all day Saturday and then Sunday you know fo- the football games are standalone. So I'm love it, myself. love it. So it makes it third. Yeah, I know it's prime. I'll be doing you know 
I'll be watching the whole game. You know, that's why I I pushed uh, my other show, the wrestling show, to immediately following this one because I cannot be trying to do that while watching the Jet <laughs> game tomorrow night. So, yes. So, oh. by the way, check check this out. By the way, and by check it out, I'm talking to you all specifically on a little group chat. Uh, rate the job I did with my Christmas lights because me only me the idiot puts up Christmas lights in my room five days before Christmas instead of doing it I don't know December first but I I, th- I think I did a pretty good job I got the orange and the white going on the room looks nice. I mean Jai wow look at you with all the Bengals and Orioles stuff up all <laughs> over the room Jai. <laughs> Really, you you got the room of like you know like when I was in high school still, John. You know, oh, he kind of still is in high school. I mean, he's only twenty. He's in, col- he's in college, you know. Yeah, fuck it. You can still have that kind of room. I'm in college. Yeah. Awesome. In ten years, ten years though, I kind of have. To no, you got to move to a like, basement. No. Yeah. Yeah, move it to a basement. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, final thoughts, Jai. Bengals better. Uh... Better beat the Patriots, and like I said, for, and like I've been saying for about a month, you know, just keep winning, just keep winning, just keep winning, winning, winning. What do we do? We win. Somehow, Trey Hendrickson, it looks yeah. like he's at least attempting to play with a broken wrist, which is just out of this world ridiculous. Yeah. Sam Hubbard, because this is just how the Bengals look, goes, won't play for the next three weeks because he's got a calf string. Calf strain, excuse me. <laughs> Bengals are injured to hell and back within their secondary, but it doesn't matter because Joe Burrow is that yeah. dude. Yeah. And hopefully those words don't come back to bite me in the ass yeah. on a Saturday afternoon. Nah, you'll be good. You'll beat the Pats and put them out of the playoffs. How about you, Roy? I sure as hell. I'm um, just going to the Islander the game Pats on Friday and, you know, just see what the jock trap man will do on fucking Sunday, uh, on Saturday. Nice. By the way, I went to the I went to the Flyers game last night. Had a great time. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, fun. Always good. I love By nice, way, nice place. Yes, it is. Ruick, I, Ruick, yeah. I understand it says a uh, football program, uh, but what was your uh, thoughts on your Mets getting Carlos Correa? Sarge is a, Sarge is a Mets fan too. I'm a Mets fan too, Jai. Oh well, both both of you all. How do you all feel about your Mets getting uh, Carlos Correa at literally six in the morning? No, three in the morning. <laughs> Whatever it was. I was up for that. Um, it was awesome. I love it. I love. I love a good fucking good Grinch story before fucking. I love it. The, it Steve Cohen, Grinch stole Christmas for us Mets fans. Yeah, I um, love it. I love that he tanked the fucking physical to <laughs> be in New York. I, I guess here's what I'll say, Jack. When he was linked to the Mets over a week ago, and the money they were talking about, I was concerned because he's a guy that has only played like two full seasons so right that concerns me it ain't my money you know but at the same time like it's like an embarrassment <laughs> i guess like an embarrassment of riches that we have now yeah. like the amount of what's money the point of having fuck you money if you out. can't say fuck you i just hope that he's healthy enough to play five to seven seasons and then you know you Who deal cares? with the last five when he's Maybe not. If they bring us one fucking championship, I don't go. Yeah, fuck. then it's worth it. Yeah. It li- it literally it's literally the mindset that the Phillies had when they brought in Bryce Harper. Like mm-hmm. they got to the World Series because of Bryce Harper. 
Now, yeah. you would like to win a World Series with Bryce Harper, considering the year that he, the season after he left the Nationals, they won the whole thing. But yep. I think it's safe to say, at least for now, that that signing was a, was a success. And yep. he signed him for like 12, 13 years. And within his, his I think it's like his, uh, yeah, his third season there, his team's, his team's in the World Series. Fourth yep. season, not third season. Fourth, se- no, 19, no, 19, 20, 21, <laughs> 22. Fourth season, his team's in the World Series, and he hits the go-ahead home run game six of the NLCS to do it. So hopefully yep. you get that same result from Correa, and if he gets you a World Series or is the, or is the main reason why you get to and win a World Series, whether it be 2022 or 2023, it, it doesn't matter what he does. I love, listen, now. I love Jacob DeGrom, but. He looks like a fool right now. I don't think that he ever fucking came back to to, to even say, "Hey, listen, this is what these guys are giving me. Can no, you match didn't. it?" No, he didn't. He wanted he wanted out. I think, and that's I think perfectly that, fine. And that's that perfectly is. fine. And he's gonna be irrelevant in fucking Texas with the ranch. Yeah, and that's perfectly fine. That's what you want. You want to be home. You want to be on a ranch. You want to do all that. That's fine. The more power to you. But I, I'm sick of these Mets fans saying fucking Jacob Degrom go suck dick. No, he can't. He, he fucking won two back to back Cy Youngs with us. Was in the running for a third. Should have probably won it. But that's that's irrelevant. He's the only guy to win a fucking World Series game in the last fucking sixty years for the Mets. Give me a break. Thirty five. Thirty five. But uh, and rest in peace, uh, yeah. great Franco yes. Harrison, the Immaculate Reception mm-hmm. earlier today. It's it's ain't it, that that wild. Really, I will go well, this this week was just a wild fucking week of sports. Yep. So wow. it's just let's I, wrap I, this bitch up. Yeah. What really was crazy to me with that is this. They've been hyping up that. Uh, I know that the, Immaculate Reception. The, what thing? is it? The fifty the Raiders. Yeah, yeah the fifty year anniversary. The fifty year anniversary of it, and that they were Friday. playing what Sunday Night Football. <laughs> What's crazy was he was Saturday, literally on with dog like ten hours before he died. Yeah, crazy, unbelievable. Yeah, rest in peace. Yes. All right. Well, from Uncle Steve Cohen, everybody, with the Carlos Correa signing, right? I thought I was shocked you weren't going to go to a Timmy trumpet playing. That's usual, but Jai. It's Christmas time, Jai. And you know what? Santa Claus is coming to town. All oh, right. Oh, oh. There you go. Merry Christmas. There you oh, go. Oh, oh, oh. So, for Jai, for my fucking Roy, I'm Drew Sarnzi. We hope you, everyone, has a very Merry Christmas. Enjoy Christmas. Watch the football games. Have a great time. And we'll see you guys next week right here on the Wednesday Night Tailgate, 6.30 on Spotify Live. Have a Merry Christmas, everybody. Peace. Peace.